Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I am Joe Stark and tonight I am talking with Basil Tarabishi and Rebecca Daling. This was a very fun episode. Uh, In typical StarkCast fashion, we talk about a bunch of silly shit, we get into some very serious stuff, and then we finish with comic book talk. (laughs) So really, what more could you ask for, right? But... um, and, you know, believe it or not, this was Basil's first podcast appearance, and he was awesome. The guy's a natural. I had an awesome time talking to him, and, you know, Rebecca, as always, was just so wonderful to talk to, and this was a lot of fun to record. Um, you know, that serious stuff in the middle, this is a really good one. We we get into xenophobia in America, and, you know, Basil, being a Muslim, has a very unique perspective on it and he kind of shares what it's like and so i mean this this episode was really kind of a sandwich of sorts (laughs) we begin and end with some inconsequential stuff but um this this was really fun and um so yeah enjoy Hi there. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, my God. Finally, Rebecca, Joe. <laughs> I always wait. Is it Basil or Basil? It's Basil, right? How dare you? I've known you for how many years now? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's Basil. Just, you know, Basil. Hey, hey, do I sound okay? Everybody, my, my volume good? All good? Yeah, sounds great. Sweet. All right. Well, Rebecca. I feel very honored you asked me to be on, Basil. Dude, I, hell yeah. I want to have any, any other I, way. I, I told Joe, I was like, uh, why does Basil want to have me on? Like, listen, <laughs> this, is his, this is his debut episode. And I'm like, uh, it, Joe said you wanted me on. I was like, well, how could I say no to that? Of course <laughs> I'll be on. <laughs> Definitely, you're like, you're my sister, man. Come on, we. Oh, I know. I love you, boys. I love both you and YL. You guys are like the best. Um, uh-huh. you guys are the heart and soul of the leftover army. You really are. I, I'm not just Shut shitting up. you. I, you are. Oh, you totally. totally. Oh, thank are. you. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, we're you. You know, you're the Dong sisters. I got the Terabishi brothers down here. You know, we're we're us, all of us here, man. We it's us who make PCL. You know. Yeah. Especially, Joe, when did you start listening to PCL? How long ago were you? Did you come uh, in? Uh, the Deadpool episode. Uh, so okay, so. Been... that been a couple years ago already? Okay. Rebecca, you're, I mean, I know you're one of the originals, the OG. No, Look. I am not. I am what? totally not. You want to know what my very first um, episode was? Um, Civil War. Really? I'm not less no than a year. I'm not even <laughs> kidding you. And um my sister though, she's old. She she's OG. She started in like in the 40s and then went back and listened oh, to everything. I could have swore you were like one of the OG ones. Damn, that's nope, weird. Not at all. I I got in much later than everybody else and um but yeah, I um it was very funny because that first episode, I think Dan was on and Dan had made a video. Um, where like a bunch of people had donated money to the show 
And so Brian played the video on the podcast. So, and I'm sitting there listening to it and I'm like, is this guy playing a video? I can't even fucking see it. What's the point of this? <laughs> I was so annoyed. I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I remember the video. And then like that episode was really long. It was like four plus hours. And I had never listened to a podcast in my life. Because oh, wow. I was like, I was like picturing these NPR you know, tea sipping, um, turtleneck wearing, you know, <laughs> close to the mic breathers, you know, yeah. about whatever. So I never listened to the podcast and I was, it took me forever to finish that episode. Then I was oh, like, okay. well, maybe I'll listen to the next one. And then <laughs> well, maybe I'll listen to the next one. And then before you knew it, I was like hooked. And then I found all these other, I found Jared and I found, um, scenic cast and, tons of others through through brian and oh, yeah yeah i mean the thing is it's so cool like without pcl none of these podcasts would be here you know like with pcl is the one that made like kind of spread everybody out and everybody having their own podcast it's like it's just i love that, that fact you know it's like we all started from pcl and everybody just you know expanded and went their own kind of ways and everything yeah it's I, pretty I wild. Have, oh yeah I, I still remember joe you putting up a post going I'm going to start a podcast and you bought all the stuff. And I remember your first episode was with your, your friend, Dr. Wetzel. Yeah. And um, I remember listening to it. I'd never heard your voice before. And I was like, this guy's voice is like, you know, smooth jazz. Joe's. Oh yeah. Even I thought that. Yeah. (laughs) Joe, you got a sexy voice. That's all I got to say. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) You and Dan West could start a sex phone line. <laughs> you know who else has a really awesome voice? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Johannes. He does. Oh when my you, gosh, he yeah, does. Like when, you, he, when you hear him talk, like he should be like on a jazz, you know, radio show <laughs> where he's. I mean, that's that's how just awesome. When I first heard him, like, whoa, dude, you sound so cool like that. No, his his um, he has a a very nice voice especially like when he speaks english because it's his second language um you, and you know he's like um oh gosh what's the word um i'm thinking of the word in spanish and you guys won't understand it um he's he's like making the effort you know to um it just sounds better in spanish in my head um he's 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 making the effort to speak english and so his voice changes and oh, I, always, yeah, yeah. I tell him all the time i'm like you should do more english stuff and Hell yeah. he's, and he's always like no i'm so nervous i don't speak english well and i'm like nah whatever <laughs> yeah, no it's like dude you speak better english than people in america yes <laughs> yeah, because he probably learned british english which is correct i'm sure <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, I love that guy too. He's such an amazing artist too, man. I mean, he's just like everything he like. He you know he draws you know for PCL. It's like so cool, and I I, I gotta give that to him. He's really good at that. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to get him on Startcast for a while, but he has a crazy work hours, and then I think he's like seven hours ahead of us too. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I've been trying to get him on Lola, and the same problem is uh, the time difference, and um. But yeah, I think Joe. I think I I I, I recommended him to you, like as yeah. a guest, because he's, he has a really, really interesting life story. I think it's really interesting. I'm oh, sure wow. he'll be like, "Oh, it's nothing." No, I, he's been through <laughs> a lot, and he oh, wow. is a really interesting person. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we can kind of jump in and get started whenever. 
Oh, yeah, I thought we already got started. What's going on? What's going on? What <laughs> I mean, I suppose we could put all that in there. I could go back and just do an intro. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Definitely. Well, I mean, first of all, like, I mean, Rebecca, dang, how long have we been talking about doing, a, doing some kind of podcast or video together? For so long, especially with, you know, my brother, Wael, and everything. And, you know, it's, it's hard for him and everything. But, I mean, we've been talking about it for so long, you and your sister, me and my brother. I know we had a we had a plan, Joe. Uh, Basil and YL was were gonna do we, we they were gonna do a video podcast with me and Janine, and we were gonna call it the the Terabishi Brothers Wonder Twin Power Hour or something. Something like, we like had that. Something like that. And it just never quite worked out. Um, yeah. Because I've been I've been dying to have you and YL like on a podcast, but I know for your brother it's a little hard because he has he has trouble speaking sometimes, and so yeah, the idea of the yeah, video yeah. was great because you could put subtitles and yeah, and I mean um, you've seen he like you've seen his YouTube videos, you can oh, tell yeah. like, he's and he's really good at putting subtitles and everything. And it's like the thing is once you once you really start getting to know him and like spending more time with him, you start understanding what he's saying. But like to outsiders and stuff and people who've never like sat with him, it's really sure. it's kind of difficult to understand what he's saying. Because of the trach and everything, and you know, it's it's a little hard for him. But yeah, yeah. Because I had originally had that thought where I was like, man, if I'm gonna have Basil on, I should have Wael on too. But then oh, I remembered yeah, the subtitles yeah. <laughs> on his videos, and I was like, fuck, maybe this just wouldn't yeah. be the right medium for that. But yeah, but, yeah, dude, your hard. your brother's fucking. He's really inspirational. <laughs> like, I mean, he really is. I love that little guy. Yeah, man. He's. He, I mean, and I mean, it's kind of like everybody kind of knows him now. You know, in PCL, he's he's, he's pretty famous in the in the army. And he, he really is. He's such a, I mean, he, and he's like, he's like a normal little brother and he's annoying as hell sometimes. We, we fight, we all do all that stuff, but he really is a big, big inspiration to me and my family and friends and everybody. And, and he has heart. I got to tell you that little kid has a big, big, big heart. And, uh, like even, you guys, even for me, it's like, we can, we really can never know what he goes through on a daily basis. Cause he really has, he has a very, very hard life. Just because you know he's he's hooked up to a ventilator, he has a trach in his throat, he can't walk, can't do this, um, and he's like twenty. I think he's twenty two right now. So you gotta imagine, like imagine if you were twenty two and you just sat in bed and just couldn't do anything. Like how depressed would you be, you know? Oh yeah. And oh yeah, and just like I mean, he's getting older now, and it's getting really hard for him too. He's um, like you know he sees everybody else, he friends and cousins, and everybody. They're all playing and you know having fun. They get to go wherever they want, and he's the only one still. You know he 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 can't. And uh, it really gets to him sometimes. It really does. And um, uh, but PCL has been a such an awesome thing for him. Like he, you know, he, and me and he, me and him were part. Like we're kind of, I don't know how much OG we are, but like we've been listening for a very long time. And it's like the friends he made on PCL and everything. It just it's it helped him a lot. Um, and it's because of the kind of PCL he started doing his YouTube videos and. At uh, one time, you know, he had the food review page and everything. It's just like there's – they give him so much inspiration and, like, love and everything that he just loves it. Like, it makes his day every single time. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, lo- I love the little guy, man. He's, he's, a, he's a blessing. <laughs> the uh, the video where he got surprised with the gaming PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That made me cry like a little baby. <laughs> Dude, he, it was amazing. I mean, we were, we were so – like – you know, once we did the GoFundMe page, like, we thought, you know, we're not going to get what we needed. And, you know, but it was amazing how much people just, like, gave. And uh, we had people in the Army, like, give $200, $300. People that, you know, we've never met personally. They just know us through through online. And I thought it was so awesome for them just to do that for him and everything. And he, he loved them. And he, he, like, he had tears of joy when <laughs> when all that was said and done. And, I mean, whoever, he, was, he was happy. He was really happy. 
That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think yeah. it's safe to say we've started. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very stark cast intro. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They can listen to like so, five minutes of us bullshitting and then me saying, so are you guys ready to start? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a super touching story. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we've started. <laughs> And I'm, apparently everybody's so freaking surprised. But yeah, this is my first podcast. It is my first time talking on podcast, and everybody's surprised. Like they're like, "No, dude, we've heard you before. What are you talking about?" Like, "No, bro, you haven't. <laughs> I've never been on a podcast." Yeah, yeah. Even it's... Brian, I was telling Brian about. It. He's like, "Dude, you were on Joe Schmo. Get out of here." I'm like, "No, bro." <laughs> I, <wasn't. laughs> I know when you told me that, I was like, "No way." But I mean, it's it's like you were saying though. You know, you're one of the OG army members, so it's like, you know, as as long as I've been you know hanging out with the leftover army you know you've been there and so yeah, yeah. and that's like, what people think you know like, like because they see us all the time on the facebook group and you know we chat and talk to a lot of people they think that yeah dude you definitely you've been you've been dozens of times on the podcast but i'm like nope nope i haven't <laughs> <laughs> well this is so cool and i'm very honored that i get to have you on for your very first podcast that's that's super cool. oh definitely dude i wouldn't have it any other way man dude alex said dude your your podcast is, is unique when it's like it, it's, there's no set subject or anything. It's just people talking to whatever they want, and a lot of times that's really interesting. As much people think that they're boring and have a weird, like have a non-exciting life, like sometimes their stories are like really fascinating, and it just it makes the podcast so much better, like that. Oh well, thank you, man. And yeah, I've I've yet to meet a boring person. You, you just got to find out what people are into, and yeah, yeah. I mean everybody's got a thing. You know, and mm-hmm. it, and they start talking about it, and boom, we're off to the races. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Rebecca yep. is being uncharacteristically quiet. I think we're talking too much. Rebecca, no. <laughs> enjoy it. I'm always talking too much. Enjoy the silence. <laughs> Rebecca, what are you eating? I'm sorry. I take a bite of something. <laughs> Busted. Uh, no, you're, you're kidding. You... I'm sorry. Did y'all just? <laughs> no, you're fine. Did y'all um y'all come back from work or, or oh. it's been a while? Or? Oh my gosh, I've had such a rough day at work. <laughs> that bad, huh? I was I've honestly been looking forward to this all day because I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Basil and Rebecca tonight, and I'm gonna oh, have yeah. a lot of laughs, and it's gonna relieve so much stress. Hell yeah, man, definitely. And, yeah, uh, dude, like I said, man, I'm excited, man. <laughs> I was saying, I may or may not have a big giant glass full of strawberita next to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strawberita, the manliest drink out there. <laughs> dude, every time I pass, there's that. I said, oh, I put it on Twitter, but I there's a, a, a stack in my, in my local grocery store. They have it stacked up, all these aritas, and it's like strawberita, margarita limerita whatever arita and it's like a whole stack of it every time i pass it i go it's the joe stark aisle this is what it is it's the joe stark aisle (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i'm not even ashamed of it i don't care it's good (laughs) get out of here man (laughs) i think i think it's helping your beard grow in better like it seems to work i guess it could. It's getting very thick and glorious. I'm super proud of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You got to grow that out, bro. I mean, it's a beard, man. Beards are awesome. And you got to be a man and grow that beard out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, what's funny too is that when I decided I was going to grow it out, I asked my boss, and I was like, "Is this going to be against any sort of like dress code or anything?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "Cause I want to get like a big, awesome beard." And she's like, "That's yeah. really cool." <laughs> like, it is cool. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you do? Um, I work for um, well, just because of the weird shit that we get into on this, I'm not going to actually say where I work, but <laughs> <Gotcha>. I'm. <laughs> but um, I'm. I just I work in an office. I had worked in the field for a long time, and I just transitioned into the office. And so, more or less, what I do is is kind of customer service, as well as like tracking down different parts for my customers. Okay. And, um, uh, so yeah, I've been doing this new job since the beginning of December. So I'm starting to settle into the role pretty well. Nice. But nice. Uh, and you like it? You're enjoying your job? I do. I love it. I oh, love that's it. awesome, dude. Um, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I got I got my own office now, and so I can just kind of have my own little space in there where I can work and focus on my job and I just play podcasts <clears throat> off my phone. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. It's cool. pretty cool, but yeah, it's yeah. it's been stressful today and it'll be stressful again tomorrow because I'm covering for a coworker who's on vacation. And so, oh, yeah? So I'm getting all my emails plus all of his emails and then trying to figure out what to do with it all. And so today <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I was so stressed out. But <laughs> But that's quickly forgotten with all the laughs I'm already having, so this is great. There you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, I mean, I, I'm a little bit familiar with what you do, but what if, if you want to, you can tell the listeners kind of what you do for a profession. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, my official title is radiolo- radiology technologist or radiologic technologist. Um, so, pretty much, I am the guy who does, you know, the radiology work in a hospital. Um, besides, you know, I'm sure you sure most of y'all have gotten x-rayed before. Um, that's just a part, a small part of what I do, but I do x-rays. Um, of course I do like CT scans and, um, I'm also like, besides being an x-ray tech, I'm also specialized in surgery and trauma. So, um, besides, so I work in two hospitals right now, one in where I live, like in Mansfield area and one in Dallas. Um, the Dallas one is like a level one trauma hospital. So I'm in, um, that's, that's that's my specialty. Um, so I'm in the ER. Like you know, you'll get gunshot wounds, you'll get car accidents, really bad stuff. I they bring them over, and I you know make sure I catch where the broken bones are, pretty much. Um, wow. See where the, yeah, see where the bullet is inside their. You know, a lot of times people get shot, and they want to see how far deep it is. And the and instead of going to surgery right away, the fastest thing is to do is take an extra of it. You know, so it's um so uh, and in surgery, I'm I I'll work a lot with ortho doctors. They like the when like a, let's say you broke your leg or something, you know when they put some nails and screw is, I'm I'm right there. I'm showing them where this you know the nail and screw is going in. So I have to be there. Like without us, they really can't do their job. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I love my job, man. I I really do. I love I love the radiology field. Um, and I'm also I'm I'm like a, a lead X-ray tech or a supervisor on the weekends in Mansfield. Um, so I take care of pretty much the whole department those two days, and I work two 16-hour shifts. Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> oh wow! Long, yeah, they're long, long days, but um, it's nice having just you know getting those two out of the way and having a nice week after that because that's thirty-two hours right there. I mean, that's I'm done. That's full time for me. If I if I don't want to work anymore, that's all I can do. I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream right there, though. Getting it out yeah. of the way with just two days. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And I love my hospital, man. I mean, I, I love where I work, and it's 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 uh, it's nice, especially if you. If, I mean, if you love what you're doing, and you love your work, man, it makes such a huge difference on you. It's like so, I'm not that guy when it comes to Friday. Like, man, I'm dreading going to school on Saturday. I mean, not school, but I'm dreading going to work on Saturday, man. Like, I'm sometimes I'm excited, dude, because there's just so much stuff 
just some stuff I do besides X-raying and just different patients you'll deal with and just um, crazy cool. I mean, accidents aren't cool, but I mean the stuff that you see people, you know, with bones sticking out of their bodies and just stuff like that. It's like in the movies, you know. Ah. And I'm and I'm right there, you know, firsthand, just helping out the doctors and showing where. The, how far is this bone deep inside their chest that came from their leg, and or how where the bullet is, and it's just a lot of cool stuff like that. Wow, dude, you you got a lot stronger nerves than I do. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no, no, that's a lot of my friends, man. Like sometimes I'll show them pictures of stuff, like you know, just on the internet and stuff like that, and they just can't handle it. I'm like, man, you guys could not make it where I'm doing it because it's real life. It's a lot different from like on TV, you know. So on TV, you can watch whatever, you can see how many, you know, people get amputated and then blown up five minutes it's a lot different and um so yeah yeah i got used to it and like blood doesn't really bother me like it bothers a lot of other people and yep that's me that's my thing right there that's me <laughs> well i remember years and years ago when tlc like really was the learning channel oh yeah <laughs> and, and they would show like surgeries and stuff on there and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even watch that <laughs> so, i mean whoa that's um that's pretty commendable, man. That that's what you can do and you can handle, especially with those levels of trauma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, also, like in Dallas where I work, it's a it's a it's a, like a small city in Dallas called Oak Cliff, which I don't know any of y'all have heard of Oak Cliff in Dallas, but it's pretty much like the worst town in Dallas. Um, we're like we're right in the heart of Oak Cliff, so that's where we get all like the the gang. Um, gunshot wounds the drive-bys the car accidents and we like every day we'll get at least one like one or two you know gunshot wounds from a gang member or whatever uh and we work in a really really tough neighborhood um so it can it can it can get to you sometimes like that yeah i bet like woof. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never been to texas before i've I've heard it's beautiful uh oh place, dude but... you gotta come yeah and like you see you saw my post right like a, a few weeks ago that I did, yeah. That people who want to come to Texas, and I mean that, man. Anybody who's listening right now, this doesn't just go to PCL, man. Also go to your to your people, man. If anybody comes down to Texas and yo, you guys are in the DFW area, man, hook me up, man. I'll hook you guys up, man. Find me, and we'll, we'll I'll give y'all a good time, the time that you're there. I know the the thing you put in that post about taking to the best like barbecue places. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all on me. It is all on me. I mean, I don't let anybody pay when they come over. Just like Dan came, you know, like last month, and it it was a fun time. We had a great time with Dan. Um, I took him, you know, to this place. It's famous in DFW called Risky's Risky's Barbecue, and it's one of those things where you get all you can eat beef ribs, uh, and beef ribs are huge and they're delicious, and it's all you can eat. It's it's, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> but yep. Uh, I, I feel like we need to bring Rebecca into this more. Rebecca, what the heck? Bro? <laughs> I'm, letting, I'm letting you talk. I don't want to interrupt you. You're talking about interesting stuff. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'll take that then. <laughs> well, Rebecca, I, how's New York? How's New York? Well, uh, we were having a nice warm snap, and now it's cold again uh, today, which, well, right now it's cold. But, uh, I mean, New York is New York. It's loud yeah. and stinky and full of people and terrible. Um, it's fine. <laughs> where do you but, live um, in New York? Like, where in New York are you? Okay. I, live in, I live in Queens, which oh, is okay. a suburb. Um, well, it's, are, are, are you familiar with how New York is set up? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Because so, of my mafia ties. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this will um, discuss later about this. But yeah, go ahead. Queens. So, yeah, I, I live in Queens, not terribly far from JFK Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, it's funny because I live far enough away that I don't usually hear the planes, but I live close enough that when there is bad weather over the airport, they will reroute the planes over my house uh, to come in a different approach, I guess. And um, it sounds like they're about to land on the roof uh, oh. when <laughs> it's they're very loud. That yeah. loud, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it is. But uh, it's not bad. I live right by the subway, so it's uh, I get to work pretty quickly. There's nothing special about my neighborhood, I assure you. Um, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing special. But I, um, you were talking about Dallas before. I, I was, I went to Dallas a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had friends who lived there, and I went to Dallas, and we went to the JFK Museum about mm-hmm. where he was shot, and that was really interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did and you go we, to the actual, um, like, the park area where he did get shot? Yeah, like it, oh, yeah, okay, we, cool. we, yeah we, we went there as well. I was, to be honest, I was really surprised. Like, I mean, I I live in a city, so, like, going to a city is fine. Um, but I was surprised at, like, how much business stuff was there. Like, I didn't find the city, like, with a lot of stuff to do, like, museums and art stuff. And um, it was all very, like, all business buildings, and that was mm. it. Yeah, um, yeah. Surprised me a little bit about Dallas. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, to see really the the cool stuff and the good stuff, you really have to go like in that. I know the sub, like the outskirts of Dallas. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, it's the same here in New York. Like, there's tons of stuff to do in Manhattan, but there's plenty of you know just business districts or areas where there's just business buildings and that's it. So oh, yeah. you got all like other places to find the fun stuff yeah. to do. But um, and then when we were there in Texas, we drove to um. We drove to San Marcos first, mm-hmm. and then we drove to San Antonio, and we did the what's it called the the River Walk? Is that what it's oh, called? Oh yeah, yeah, the River Walk, uh-huh. which was absolutely gorgeous. I loved oh, yeah. that. And then, so when we were there, we went to the Alamo because I was like, I'm a big history fan. Um, I love to like, I, I love history, anything history. I love. So I said, I really want to go to the Alamo, and. The way it's set up, and I'm sure you've been there, right, Basil? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, like, <laughs> Joe, uh, we're, like, walking in San Antonio, right? And mm-hmm. and you're in this, like, really, like, really metropolitan area, and you're by the Riverwalk, and there's, like, restaurants and cafes, and it's like a city. And then, like, you turn the corner, and there it is, the Alamo. Like, <laughs> A shot like surprise here's the Alamo <laughs> yeah and, it's really not like in the and, movies and stuff you know no, and I thought it would be um bigger yes I thought it would be bigger uh that's <laughs> definitely what she said uh I know it's after dark guys um so <laughs> And I've had two beers, so it's you know who knows what's gonna happen now um uh <laughs> And, and there's very little of it left, so it's really just like the the front. Of- yeah, and that's that's usually what like that's when people think of Alamo, all they think about is the front part. And I mean, that's the most iconic thing when people say Alamo, it's just that front yeah. entrance and the gate and everything. So yeah, so you walk through this doorway with a few like bricks, and then there's like a few stones to the left and a few stones to the right, and that's it. That's yes. the Alamo. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It is not oh. as cool as people think. <laughs> I was a little let down. <laughs> to be honest, I would thought it would 
something more. And uh, yeah, that was, I thought, um, I was a little let down by the Alamo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so it it's, it's like right in the middle of town or on the edge of town then or something? It's in the middle. What? Like, yeah, like there's a Hobby Lobby next door, middle oh, of town? Kind of like that pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's That's just, so it's, weird. It's so busy. I'm not kidding, Joe. You turn a corner and it's like, oh, here it is. Yeah. Right right after that restaurant where they were selling, you know, crab cakes. Here's the Alamo. Like, it's yeah. just wow. right there. And it's very strange. Um, yeah, I was a little let down by that. But that <laughs> night we stayed, we stayed in San Antonio and we went to a concert. I can't tell you who was playing. It was a local Mexican band. Um, and I had... Um, I there was a lady there who was selling horchata. Have you had horchata before? Which, um, tell me what is that? It's, it's not like, familiar, but I'm not sure. It's like sweet rice. It's like a sweet rice drink. So oh yes yes yes. Okay, yeah, I always see billboards for it like around Christmas time. It's uh-huh. yeah. I I would say it's it gets marketed a lot for during Christmas, but you can if you go to any Mexican restaurant, you can order horchata, and it's like Java. so it's like. Right, it's like rice milk, but um, it's sweetened and it's got uh, cinnamon in it, and they always serve it ice cold. It's delicious. It's very, very good. Um, so I, I said, "Oh man, I'm in Texas, you know, Tex-Mex, the whole thing. I'm gonna get some horchata, and I've had it like a bunch up here in New York, but never had it in Texas. So I go to this lady who's selling like uh, juices and water and all that, and I ask her for." And horchata, and she pulls out this giant cup. I mean, it's like a, it's like a super big gulp size from like Seven Eleven. And I'm like, no, 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 I want a small. And she's like, this is the size I'm selling. So I was like, it's like, honey, this is a small. I bought a barrel of horchata, apparently. (laughs) Well, everything's bigger in Texas, right? uh, Oh, yes. Yes. That's so true, by the way, too. Everything's bigger in Texas. (laughs) We love everything. (laughs) Like, they just, I mean, here, it's just like Texas pride and everything, man. It's so, Texans take it very deeply, um, Texas pride. And it's true, everything's bigger in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a really wild experience. I ended up sharing it with all the with all my friends so we were there. And it was like it was like how many of us? 3 4. It was like 5 of us all together. We couldn't finish it. It was gigantic. Oh. We couldn't finish it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane." Dang. But I will tell you this, I for the for the first time I had like real Tex-Mex food, um which I had no clue was so different than what I had been accustomed to thinking of as like Mexican food. So um, really unique flavors, like a really unique palate. And I, I loved it. I loved the food down there. It was absolutely delicious. Um, I would go back to Texas in a second. It was, a, it was great. I had a good time down there. We, do, we want you back. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, You're, your brother is, is always telling me, come to Texas and visit me. Come to Texas. And, and I would love to. Um, if it's, I it's can, hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand. Especially with yeah. life and work and everything. It's just it's difficult. Especially all the way down, down in Texas. I mean, it's not, it's not, a, it's not like a small drive. It's a, across the country, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what's the weather like for the most part, like year-round down there? Does it stay pretty temperate or do, the, do you get much cold in the winter? Uh, yes and no. So pretty much Texas is one of those things that like you'll see a meme about, you know, it'll be one of those things where it's like 
20 degrees snowing and the next day it's 70 and it's and it's beautiful we were we're a lot like that here in texas like it, like yeah, the past couple of days it's been cold it's been 30 degrees today it's beautiful it's like 70 degrees 75 degrees um but today it's it's hasn't been like today since a long time but when it's winter we'll get we'll get cold um we don't really get snow as much which i you know i wish we did um if we do get anything it's usually ice like here we have a big problem where roads turn ice and everything and um and texans don't know how to drive in snow ice weather so yeah <laughs> you know, we had some bad icing here at the beginning of the week and, oh yeah oh, that stuff's the worst to drive on ah uh, yes yes especially if you like work an hour away and they're like no you have to come to work today <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> I, the whole freaking way i'm going 20 20 miles an hour yeah that's the best Imagine case that. yeah <sighs> Yep. I mean, it, see, and the thing that'll piss me off with that is that, like, I'm really big on maintaining a safe following distance because if that person oh. in front of me gets into some shit or slams on their brakes uh-huh. or whatever, I want plenty of time to stop. <laughs> but then that. you'll have idiots who will be like, oh, this is just where I can get in here. And so then they go and take, a, take that spot. And it's like, well, now I've got to slow down even more and let this jackass get ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. Other drivers in winter is the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Is, it, is this snowing up there, Rebecca, or are you guys just good right now? We had a blizzard uh, in the beginning of January where it was really bad. It was uh, it was a bad blizzard, um, and it was cold. We were like in deep freeze for a while, and I oh, was wow. like, oh, this, this snow is never going to melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did. It warmed up, and it rained. And we've actually had very spring-like temperatures the last couple of days. Um and today is when it's kind of got cold again and very windy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, New York weather is very variable also. You know, we'll, we'll have spring-like days for, you know, in January. And then February comes and we'll be at zero for two weeks. So, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's just a pain in the neck because it's hard to figure out, like, what to wear, like how to dress for the day. Yeah. And <laughs> unlike you guys, like, I don't drive. I take the subway everywhere. So... I I spend time, I spend a good amount of time like waiting for a train outside because I live where I live. The train is, is um, elevated. So I'm outside waiting for a train. So you kind of have to like bundle up for that. But then once you get on the train, it's heated. So then you're like, you're like peeling all your layers off. And then (laughs) I get to Manhattan, I got to rebundle to walk to my office. It's like, whatever it's, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I don't drive, so I, I take the subway everywhere. Um, my wife had randomly asked me the other day. She's like, does Rebecca drive? Because Lindsay listens to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know what? I know she talks about taking the train a lot. <laughs> I don't. You know, th- this is sad. I, I don't even have a driver's license. Well, you don't need to. I, you know? Know. I, I mean, I learned how to. Like, I can drive a car, but. I just don't have a license to do Allegedly. so. so. <laughs> it's just not quote unquote <laughs> legally. <laughs> yeah, like I want to get technical about it. I can't legally drive a car, but I could. Like in an emergency, I could drive a car. I suppose. Now, I, I, I had no idea it was like that. Wow. But I mean, there, there are there are plenty of New Yorkers that have their licenses. Like, uh, there's. I'm not saying like none of us do. There's plenty that do, um, and plenty that have cars. Of course, I'm just one of those that. Because I don't drive, and yeah. okay, so so Rebecca, if if you don't have a driver's license, what do you use for like an ID? Do you have just like a non-driver's ID then, or yeah, I oh, have yeah. A sta- I have a state ID, 
um, which yeah, I have a state ID and I have my passport, um, which I'll, I, I, I generally carry, well, I don't really carry the passport with me, but, uh, the state, the state ID I do. And then the passport I'll usually use, like whenever I fly, even if I'm flying domestically, I like to use the passport, um, just cause it's like the strongest form of ID and, um, oh, yeah. what's, um, what's the state ID? So a state ID, I don't know if every state has it, but New York State has, it's a non-driver's license picture ID. So you present, you go to the DMV and you present your social security card. And I think you have to present another form of ID. Hmm. It's been a while since I had to get mine. Um, So I think, (laughs) I I know for sure you, you, you present your social security card, you present another form of ID, and you might have to present some other document like to prove you live in the state, I guess. Hmm. And then take a picture just like a driver's license and then they issue you a non-driver state id oh cool okay yeah, yeah I, i've never right, seen one of those yeah. before yeah they're they're quite popular here in new york i was gonna say I'm get, yeah them. i was gonna say i'm guessing if there's like certain cities or states that they don't drive as much it'll be popular over there i would imagine so yeah but you know it's 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 one of those things like i get like outside of new york a lot of people drive everywhere mm-hmm. and and to me that's so foreign only because i grew up very differently of not having to drive a lot of places so um and now, you, know, you oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead that's no, okay i was gonna say especially like uh getting around i often will walk because i could just get places faster like I can get there faster than the bus or the subway, so I'll just walk places. That would make sense. I mean, with that many people packed into that small of an area, I mean, driving in a way has got to be a bit of a pain, especially yeah, with, with the, the mass transit system that you got. Oh yeah, I mean the the subway is very extensive. Um, I mean, and it's very old. It's like it's over a hundred years old. Um, so it's. It's always falling apart. There's always a train issue somewhere. Um, usually, if you follow enough New Yorkers on Facebook, you'll see us complain at least twice <laughs> a week about something on the train that is making us late. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, overall, it is the fastest way to get around um, because the traffic is just insane. And they're always building something here and they're always doing construction. And then there's protests about everything and everybody and that clogs the streets up and so it's i people who drive every day in the city god bless them i don't know how they do it i couldn't do it yeah the thought of it stresses me out oh god yeah (laughs) like this last weekend i had a i had um i had a a friend in town jacob Harmon, and uh he didn't bring his car and so he said it was like the first time he had been here and not had the car and it was like stress free because you don't have to find a parking spot, you don't have to move it, you don't have to pay for parking, you don't have to battle with the traffic, and it's like you could just get on the train, and that's what we did. We took we took the train all weekend. Seeing those oh, wow. uh, pictures of you and Jacob hanging out made me so happy. We had a really it made good me mad. Time. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why are you doing this to make us jealous? Come on, man! You guys are like so awesome. And uh. <laughs> well, I need mean, I I. I Jake doesn't live terribly far from me, so he was oh, nice. nice enough to come down for a weekend. And I've been up there once. I not not exclusively to see him, but I went up to the the casino up in Connecticut for a comedy show. Nice. 
And uh, we we um, spent some time together up there. And then, of course, you know, C2E2, we spent time together with a bunch of other Army people. So, um, He's an awesome guy. Oh gosh, yes. He he's a very he's a very very nice guy. Absolutely. That sexy manly beard he got there. Whew. Oh, well, I aspire I, I, for a Harmon like beard. Listen, I know you're <laughs> jealous of the beard. I mean, I would be too. Like if I had the ability to grow one, I'm sure I would be jealous as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a cool guy. I mean, that's, that's cool. I guess he y'all hang that together. That's cool. Um, that's one of the. Oh, I was just, that's one of the, the things <laughs> about. Ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, one of the things that's one thing that sucks that we live so far away. You know, it just I'm like it's awesome talking over the podcast and the phone, but it's just a different feeling when y'all can hang out. Like we can hang out and talk and you know have fun together. Hopefully one day. No. Uh, any chance we're gonna be able to make it to C2E2? Who me? Yes. Oh no! I it's. Um, I figured I with, tried, with your week, with your weekend work schedule that exactly, you mentioned earlier. No, no, yeah, exactly. So I did. I tried calling, like giving a like a four or five months in advance, telling her, "Hey, I, I, I tell my manager I need that this day off." But the thing is, two other people are taking that day, those that weekend off anyway. Oh. And I, yeah, she can't afford a third person leaving, especially because I'm like I'm I'm in charge on the weekends. Yeah. And a lot, and some of the new people we are, they're kind of they're still kind of new working in the hospital, so I can't really leave them in charge or anything. And it just it's it's a big hassle for me. That's one. Yeah. That's one of the downsides about working weekends. I do miss everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. you know, you got an important job though too. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> if it if it wouldn't be getting too intrusive, like. I, I'd kind of like to get back to ask you some more questions about yeah, no, definitely. about that yeah, sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. What's up? Well, when you when you had mentioned that you monitor the CT machine, I know a lot of people have got mm-hmm. like real anxiety issues with one of those. I've never had to get. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Um, so like the claustrophobic and everything, they really guess. I've had. I, we've have a, we have a, a lot of not a lot, but we do have patients like that. Who like once they know like when I go to the ER and talk to them like hey you we're gonna get you for a CT scan blah 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 you can some of them you can tell their faces like they got they get really worried and anxiety and I don't know if I can do this blah 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 and I mean and I get it it's a real thing man people claustrophobia man people there's it, it's it's very hard on people who really ha- suffer from that um, but the cool thing about like so there's two machines that you go inside and it might be you know claustrophobic for patients. Now, out of the, there's a CT machine, there's an MRI machine. Uh, CT is a lot faster and easier than an MRI. We're looking maybe about 20, 30 to an hour just laying there in that small little machine and feeling all anxiety. They're now, super the CT, loud too, aren't they? Yes, yes. The MRIs, they make huge – oh, my God. It's horrible noises. Especially if you're in there, man. It's just pounding, pounding. Um, now, CT is different. CT, it, so it looks the same as the MRI machine. But CT, like you're going in there tops like three, four minutes. To get a quick wow. scan of your head, and that's it. Then you're out of there. So is that the big difference between an MRI and a CT? Is a CT is primarily just to scan, like, the brain? No, no. So um, both machines, they can scan for whatever in your body. Um, the difference is in what, what they're able to scan. Uh, so CT machine, you're looking more into kind of the bones. You're looking more into, like, a... The, some of the tendons in the muscles. An MRI machine, you're going really. You can it specifies like it goes really deep into like soft tissue things. Um, a lot of the brain, like the the smaller things, it's it's really depends on what's problem with the patient, and that's when the doctor decides. Okay, he needs to go into CT or or an MRI. Um, but they 
they look similar, but they both scan differently. And with MRI, is that that is shorthand for is that magnetic resonance imaging? Yes. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. How'd you how'd you know that? <laughs> I can. You don't want to play Trivial Pursuit with me. I'll put it that way. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> I store random pointless facts. <laughs> Usually pretty good with like movie quotes and shit like that. Shit that will yeah. never fucking serve me in life. Like I can't remember algebra <laughs> equations were shit, but I still remember all the most all the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby for some reason. <gasps> nice. You do? I do. I was. Uh, <laughs> Prove it. Oh, Prove it. No. <laughs> I haven't had that much strawberry to Rebecca. <laughs> Hell yeah. Natsy, you know what? F work. I'm coming over. (laughs) Uh, The other day in the car, though, it came on on my Pandora. And so I wrapped it to my kids and they're in the back just rolling their eyes. Man, kids will never understand that, man. They, they they weren't living back then, and even me, like me, I'm not I'm not that young. I mean, I'm not that. I don't want to say old, but like I was born in '89. So even though I was born in '89, I still consider myself um, a high '90s to mid high 2000s baby. Yeah. Um, like I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I still like the '90s. I love them. I mean, that was when I watched you know my first card, like X Men and Spider Man and Batman and everything. But kind of, I'm still like I still consider myself like a 2000s or mid 90s baby or yeah. kid or guy. Like I was born in 1980, so I remember a lot of the 80s. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. so I mean, those would have been kind of formative years. But really, you know, the 90s were you know that's when I was really kind of out stomping around and shit, you know. <laughs> but um, I remember in third grade, my whole class like acapella did Ice Ice Baby in music class, <laughs> <Wow>. like spontaneously. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. Rebecca would have loved that. <laughs> oh, dude, let me tell you something. That was my jam back in the day. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That song is still on my shuffle. I am not going to lie. <laughs> I, oh, I baby, still love that song. I, but I'm a, like my, I stopped listening to new music like in 1998. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I'm, I'm stuck. That's an exaggeration. But like, I, <laughs> I, I love 90s music. I go nuts for it. But um, yeah. Do you remember? Um, do you remember that song, Hot Stepper? Here comes a hot stepper. Hot stepper. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's the lyrical gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you twenty bucks if you can name the artist without oh, googling it. Oh snap! And it's I shaggy. Bet you can't do it. Isn't it Shaggy? Nope. Ah. But you want that twenty bucks? <laughs> No googling. No Google. <laughs> who, who, who sang that? But I know off the top of my head who sang it. All right, who was it? That was before my time. Ina Kamosi. Holy shit! <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that in a million I, years. I'm sure it's a complete. It's a complete one hit wonder. I mean, wow. I, I don't remember that guy ever doing anything else. That song is so '90s because it makes that amazing reference of "I know what Bo don't know." <laughs> and do you guys remember those bow commercials? Bow? Uh, yeah, that? I think so. Is that like the... Uh, okay, I'm going to embarrass myself. Time. Go ahead. <laughs> it's before your time, Basil. But there was this guy, he was, he was a football player, and I think he was a baseball player, and he would do these commercials of like, and I, I forget what he was hawking, like maybe beer or whatever, and he would be like, Bo knows this, and Bo knows yes. that. 
And Bo knows <laughs> but Bo don't know about that or whatever. Yeah, Bo and Jackson. So he, yeah, Bo Jackson. And so the he makes the reference of I know what Bo don't know. That is such a 90s like meta reference. <laughs> I mean, it's just like dang, I love that song too. Like, but I'm <laughs> I'm like, I, I really do love 90s music. Okay, I got one for you then. If we want to okay. talk about 90s with like a reggae hip hop, what okay, about Snow okay. Informer? Yes! yes! <laughs> I like it, boom, boom, down. Hey! <laughs> <I. laughs> oh I knew you were going to bring that guy up because he was like, he's like the most, he was like the whitest yes. white guy whoever was white and then Wait, what's his like, name again informer no. uh, it, it, yeah that was the song it was song. snow informer the, the album was called 12 inches deep wasn't it yes, Whoa. yes. No, i am so impressed you have just raised several notches in my oh, uh, of how much i am impressed by it. Do you know I how many times i've Google tried to that learn album. that freaking chorus i cannot do it informer oh, <laughs> And then I lick it, boom, boom, down. I don't know. Hey, there we go. <laughs> oh my god, that dude, and he's Canadian. That guy. No way. <laughs> Canadian? Can you believe that? And he's like the whitest white dude ever. And he's just singing this reggae rap business. Oh my god. Oh, I love god. that. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with my people. Like we are hey, your just- people. <laughs> I, I mean, we're nuts. I mean, we are insane. Uh, wh- white people are weird. We chop people up and put them in mason jars. Like, serial killers are like 99.9% white guys. It's just, we are nuts. Can you, can, can you uh, concur that, Joe, buddy? Well, I'm always curious, like, where the hell is Caucasia? Ca- <laughs> I mean, I know our dance. It's like asking where Atlantis but- is, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh my god. Where's Caucasia? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm not I'm not Googling Caucasia here. <laughs> or or I'm not Googling twelve inches deep. I was gonna Google it and like find this album, I'm like nope, I'm not Googling that word. Don't, don't I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get totally different things there. You're gonna get something you don't want, or maybe no. you do. I don't know, I don't judge, but you may not want it, so definitely don't want it. <laughs> Well, that's an ironic name too, because I mean, how many white people like really put the cock in Caucasian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Joe. <laughs> this guy. Put the cock in Caucasian. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I made things weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're, I'm an innocent kid, Joe. You are like, you like me, man. Welcome to Caucasia. Welcome to Caucasia. Welcome to Caucasia. And welcome to podcasting. Welcome to Caucasia. We're about to get 12 inches deep. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, she is nasty yeah, whoever said this that. This is but, yeah. a weird episode. I'm not going to lie. This is a very... I didn't see this episode going this way. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, that's why I love, man. I love your podcast, dude. It's like, it's it's... Like I said, I love the whole talk whatever you want. It becomes interesting and awesome, and that's 
you're one of my very few podcasts I listen to after PCL. Oh, thank you, man. That's high praise. Yeah, I dude. appreciate Definitely, that. Definitely, dude. And huh. that's the thing. Like, people don't realize it's actually interesting doing that. Like, people, you tell people, yeah, I just have a podcast and I talk to people about their lives and random things. I'm like, dude, it's a lot more – it's a lot more um, fun and interesting than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah, well – um, no, I get what you're saying, and, yeah, and for yeah. me, it's like I just, I've I've never had a problem talking to people, like especially like kind of one on one small groups and whatnot. Mm. But like, like to the point where I have to like stop myself from doing it with random strangers in public because they don't want to answer me. Wow! <laughs> like I'll like randomly like say something to somebody in the grocery store or something, and they just like look at me like I'm a weirdo, and it's like oh, I'm a fucking weirdo for just wanting to make conversation with somebody. <laughs> Who does that? What a loser. Why would you? <laughs> you know, and that's weird, too, is that I heard a, God, it might have been jo- Jordan Peterson talking on the Joe Rogan experience, and they were talking about how one of the big problems in America today is that even though we're more clustered together than ever, there is really a feeling of suburban isolationism where mm-hmm. people don't really want to go and talk to their neighbors and stuff. And I mean, I'm kind of a poster child for that. I don't really talk to a lot of my neighbors. There's a couple of them I talk to, but I mean, I really don't have a problem with talking to people in public, but it's, I get weird fucking looks. If I just try and strike up a conversation with a stranger, that's, that's weird. <laughs> that's, that, it's, yeah. Dude, it's like the it's, things have changed so much over in this short period of time, like in the past 10 years, you know, it's everything is just like, just stuff that we'd find normal 10 years ago. Now it's just like not there anymore. And people see it's awkward. And just like what you're saying now, like you're just having a normal conversation with people. People don't expect that anymore. They're like, what are you, what are you trying to do? I'm like, dude, I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's like they immediately get suspicious and think that yes. you've got some and motive. And you got those, those girls, like I got a boyfriend. I'm like, girl, I just said, hi, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I guess from that, from that perspective though, I mean, I, I don't just just being a guy and being around guys and like I can totally understand like that's one of those things I love about the his and her perspective podcast on LAP mm-hmm. yeah is you know that that stuff gets really really interesting hearing the different takes on oh, things yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but I don't that's also one of those things where it's like I've never been I've never been like one of like the dude bro guys and like I, I remember getting into a, a conversation with that with uh, the guy who was my best friend a long time ago, and he was he was the type of guy to where he would doggedly pursue like women to the point where he would be ultra charming, and I mean it was almost kind of weird to watch. And then as soon as he'd get him into bed, then he didn't want anything to do with him. And I just, wow. it was God. the weirdest thing ever. And, and like, I was hanging out with him a lot. And so I'd get to know these girls too. And all of a sudden I'd be like, Hey, where's so-and-so? And he's like, Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, I never really said much to him about it because I figured, you know, whatever, that's, that's kind of your deal and stuff. But then I remember yeah. I was going through a breakup at one time and he was giving me his two cents on how I should get over it, which is basically just, you know, hook up with random girls. And I'm like, dude, I'm not. And what I remember what I told him was, I was like, I'm not like you. I can't do that. And like, he got all offended when I said, I'm not like you. And I'm like, he's like, what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, well, I'm like, how can you just not care about somebody else's feelings like that? I mean, it's like that. It's like, I understand that, you know, you're a dude and you get, you know, you get 
horny or whatever and you want to fucking spread your seed or whatever but at the end of the day it's like these are still people with feelings yeah, yeah and definitely. i'm not a fucking sociopath <laughs> i don't know what started me on that weird deep subject there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that's crazy no yeah, yeah. i'll get you there yeah so i mean okay yeah yeah that's what it was so yeah i mean can i can i can kind of understand the <laughs> women wanting to be like hey you know i'm gonna be a little bit more wary of some random dude talking to me Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what the what the problem is sometimes like and I don't I can't speak for every single woman on the planet. I just speak for myself that you know sometimes yeah, I'll be going somewhere and some guy will approach me and say hello and you know you I don't I don't want to be rude to people obviously like and I'm happy to give somebody the benefit of the doubt especially like if they're if they seem to be okay. The problem is with some of these guys, you know, you give an inch and they take a mile and, and then it becomes, there are plenty of women who just as a defense, they just don't want to talk to anybody uh, walking in the street because they never know when the next guy is going to be the weirdo who's going to try to follow them home, you know? So it's like, it's such a tough line to walk and, I mean, it's like speaking as a woman, you know, we're we're raised with this idea that like girls are supposed to be nice and girls don't get angry and and girls are always smile and polite. And well, yeah, except that if you follow that rule, you're just going to have every random dude bro on the wherever you are who thinks that you're yeah. giving him the come hither look. You uh, know what I mean? So it's like it's such a fine line to walk and um Ugh, it's just people are stupid. Amen. Go eat a Tide Pod and just oh you my know, God. don't get started <laughs> on the iPad and like do the world a favor, okay? <laughs> I want to get Hawksby in here. Where does he come? <laughs> <laughs> that guy has I that guy has the craziest like things he focuses on, and then we all start focusing on it. And as yeah. he, he like he puts the trend in what we were talking about a lot of times. <laughs> Yes, I I need to get Hawksby on here sometime just so we can oh, make yes. fun of flat Earth people. Oh, oh my, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> God, because oh those there's wait, like hold on, can we just say like can we just address that for a second? Like there are actually people living in 2018 who genuinely believe the Earth is flat. Like they genuinely, it's not a joke. They genuinely believe that. All right, so here's another thing that we have to. <laughs> Um, you gotta, we, there's another thing also that there's people in our PCL army that actually believe that too. No. Yes, and I'm not gonna name names because I I don't I I don't That's know. Good. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like yeah, there's there's one person I know for sure who actually does believe that. Um, <laughs> and there's another person which I think I'm suspecting they do, but that first person I know is like, dude, no way. How the hell are you on? P- how are you hell are you in PCL and you believe this? <laughs> it's like oh my god you're crazy <laughs> no. oh. so weird gosh uh yeah that, that's that's i don't know like that's a little strange to me that i i, I have a hard time believing because they pr- like they proved it long before there was like even uh like modern technology 
Like with the whole idea of, of when you see the shadow of the sun and when it and and how it's that circular shadow. I don't know science, but I know that they proved <laughs> this before that it was even before it, humans God, circled the crazy. globe. Oh yeah, I, I just can't believe it. it's just so crazy. And the thing is that I mean, it gets me more. It's just it's it's funny now. It really is. When you talk to people like that, it's humorous for me now, and I'm never gonna take it seriously. It's like I'm talking to the guys. Like so, every planet in our solar system is round except the Earth, and he is straight up saying, "Yes, this is what this is the truth. Uh-huh. The Earth is flat, but every other planet is round." He's like, "Yes." I mean, <laughs> what? Let's uh, get Dr. Wetzel on this call. Like, oh, my gosh. Science guy. Have y'all Let's talked about him on the call? I, no, and I can't believe that that didn't come up with him, but I will make a <laughs> mental note because I'm, I want to start doing, like, pretty regular ones with James, and, like, he said he was down, too. So I, I will definitely make a mental note to be like, dude, okay, we need to spend some time talking about this. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. That's People are dumb. Yeah, well, the things of- that you need to willfully ignore to go along with that theory, it's like they, they don't believe in satellites. They don't believe that we've ever been to space. They believe that all of the pictures that like NASA has put out, like showing the Earth from afar are all like fake. CGI, yes. Yeah. Photo- Photoshop. I'm like, oh, my God. God, I remember years ago when the first time that I had satellite TV, there was one station you could put it on where it was a satellite that was out far enough to where it showed the whole planet. And uh, it was fucking awesome. And especially when it got at night, like it looked really damn weird at night. Oh, yeah. Like not like the cool pictures you see online where it's like you're seeing the continent with all the lights lit up where the different cities are and stuff. I mean, uh-huh. it looked freaking weird, almost like ripples in a pond or something like that, just oh. because the light was so distorted coming from the other side. God. So, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's I, just I so don't. Crazy. There's just certain <laughs> certain things that lots of uh, like I'm just gonna say it, like dumb people will get into that that I just I don't understand. And flat Earth is like real close to the top. Yeah, of the here's the thing: is that it's getting even more popular now. Like, there's dumb people are attracting dumb people, and they're they're getting dumber by the minute, and they're getting large. It's like, <laughs> it's, I don't get it. Like, people are, they're trying to convince dumber people that it's flat, and that they believe it, and it gets bigger and bigger, and it's just so weird and dumb. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I'd like to think that a large amount of them are just people trolling just for fun. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. I hope there's people just trolling those groups. Like, yeah, I totally believe you. And like, just <laughs> laughing at them behind their back. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just kind of egging them on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I dumb. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, God, that's, I don't know, like this one's a little more controversial, but it's, I feel the same way about global warming. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, there's, if if you have that many scientists that are saying it's happening and, like, I'm going to point this out right now. I'm not a global warming scientist. I don't know how to read the data and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have that big of a percentage of scientists saying one thing and then a much smaller percentage saying, no, global warming is not happening, and then you can see that a lot of them are funded by oil companies, it gets a little bit suspicious to me. So I wanna under- I'm trying to understand, like, so why is it a big deal for them and why for them to deny it so bad? Like, why can't – why is it such a huge thing to just accept it? Like, why are they so against accepting climate change? I don't, I don't get that point. 
I think it's just one of those things that unfortunately the issue has become politicized. Mm. And so then it goes money. It's also a money issue because if you deny that global warming exists, then you deny the reasons why global warming exists. So you say greenhouse gas emissions don't mean anything and we could still burn coal like it's 1825 and we could still use oil and gasoline and we could still have our fingers in the Middle East um, stealing oil from them because global warming isn't real, everybody. And it's like, well, how about the fact that here in New York, we have had several now at least two major hurricanes that have done severe damage to our shores and we are not in the path of hurricanes we are far too north for normally hurricanes to come up here but now we get hurricanes Mm -hmm. the 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 climate has changed weather patterns have changed because we have done damage to the environment and but if you admit that, then you have to admit that you have to make changes. And God knows that these companies that profit off of oil and coal and all that, they don't want to give that up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't want to switch to solar because or wind energy, even though it's better for the environment, because can't make as much money off of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Well, they had that cap and trade bill that they were trying to push through. I think towards the beginning or middle of the Obama administration where, you know, they wanted to make people pay for their carbon footprints and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that might've gone a long ways towards actually doing the opposite and politicizing it even more Yeah, to where it probably didn't help things out that they did stuff like that. But um, that's that's an excellent point, Joe, because like the idea behind it, like I get what they were doing, but the way it was executed, it probably did more damage than help. Oh, absolutely. And but you know, it also goes along with what you're saying is that the oil companies are pretty big and they don't want to see that go away. Oh. And uh, it's well, just, it's, mean, it's sad when big money controls things to the point where it actually holds back you know the potential to grow and evolve. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It would just it would be better for the environment if everybody switched to like solar and wind energy. But then that's the problem, right? Because it's not oil is is not a renewable energy source, right? Eventually, yeah. eventually you will hit the bottom. Oh, you know, yeah. It may take a couple hundred years, but eventually you'll hit the bottom. So but solar energy, well, as long as the sun is shining, we're good to go. So it's and and no one can charge for the sun. You can charge for the panels, but you can't charge for the sun. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but it, it yeah, it's all about big money, and that's yeah, and it's holding back uh, big okay. big changes. Okay, speaking of, you can charge more for the panels. Have you seen the thing about how Trump is trying to or is going to be putting a thirty percent tariff on solar panels? Oh yeah, it's done. As far as I know, I uh, think it, it went through. What does that mean? So basically, when you buy a solar panel that's made in China, because whether I apparently the ones that are made domestically are inferior to the ones that are made over in China, which Mm. um, now that last podcast I recorded with James, he was talking about how lots of good stuff comes from China just because there's so many people. And Mm -hmm. the average is 2% of a population are going to be geniuses. And if you've got billions of people in your population, you're going to have a lot more geniuses. And so that's why 
they can build a lot of really good high tech stuff over there. And Trump is trying to, or he is going to, or he's already done is impose a 30% tariff on imported solar panels. So if something was coming in at one price and you're paying this tax on it, now you're going to be paying 30% more in tax, which these really big companies that actually build solar farms and stuff like that, they can absorb that just fine. But what it hurts is the smaller local like Ma and Pop solar Mm, panel places to where if they want to stay in business, they're going to have to let people go or they're going to go out of business entirely. And they're projecting that this is actually going to cause a loss of around 23,000 American jobs. Wow. I I saw that, that basically they, uh, I forget what company it was had tweeted that in order to basically make up for the amount of money that they're going to have to pay for these tariffs, that they have to let go 23,000 people. So how, and, and these are American jobs. So you tell me how we're making America great again when we're getting rid of American jobs. Yeah. Like that does <sighs> not make a lot of sense to me. And uh, we're talking about politics again. I know. <laughs> we, fell, we fell into the trap. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I want to just say something real quick. I know that, Okay, a lot of us, and I'm, I'm talking about the listeners of my show, a lot of us are part of the leftover army. And the, the big rule in the leftover army, beyond don't be an asshole, is we're not talking politics. And it comes up on StarkCast a lot because it's, it's excellent that we don't talk about it on the page. And it shouldn't be talked about on there because that's one of the things that makes that closed group beautiful. Yes. But when I have people on here and we have real conversations – I almost think it's important for politics to come up because no, no, you're absolutely right, Joe. I, 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 and you know what? It's true. We, we keep the politics off the page because it's such, um, it's such a lightning rod, right? Absolutely. And, and people have very strong feelings either pro or against our president. And, and I get that. And, and that's the beauty of living in America. We can have those feelings and we can voice those thoughts, without fear that the government's going to come and lock us up. Um, but the page is meant for us to be, have an escape. And mm-hmm. so, which is, which is beautiful because we could get on there and do talk about funny, stupid, silly, nerdy things and not have to worry about it. But I agree. It's important conversation to have. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, and I'm, I can talk about, just about anything with just about anybody. And I'm sure eventually on a long enough timeline, (laughs) I will have somebody on this show who is conservative and who is going to have different ideas than me. And personally, I think that that'll be an interesting episode. We do. I mean, when it comes to PCL, I I mean, we do have some of them like they're out there. We know them. like, we're still friends and all. I'm just saying they are like, I'm guessing most of PCL is not as they're not really that much conservative or like, you know, a lot of us are just regular people. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to look for the. I'm trying to look for a good word, or the right word to say on the podcast. But see, I feel like you can be conservative, and it doesn't mean you have to be pro-Trump. It doesn't mean you have to be a racist, because there are people. Like, it's so funny because I was having this conversation with my friend last night at the gym that there are conservatives who. They are conservative in the sense of they want small government. They don't want the government in their business. Um, so they don't want the federal government to have lots of power. 
um, and they believe in quote unquote traditional family values, which for a lot of them means a man and a woman and children. Um, if you feel that way and if that's like your feeling, then that's totally fine. And a, a lot of conservatives also tend to be Christian or call themselves Christian and follow the Bible or claim to. And, and that's fine too. The problem is when you cross over from conservatism to this alt-right business of Nazis and talking about how, you know, white power and let's get rid of everybody who doesn't look like me and I hate brown people. I mean, that's that's where the problem lies. And I feel bad for people who are conservative but are not that are not alt right. Does that make sense uh, what yeah, I just yeah, said? Basil, how far away from the microphone are you right now? <laughs> Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> went to the other it sounded room like you were like yelling. making a sandwich over in the kitchen. You're oh, yelling no. like, no, I agree, guys. <laughs> I, I put the mic thing. We moved up. I was doing something. I forgot about it. <laughs> All right. But but no, on the real, Rebecca, what you just said, that was a very succinct way of putting it. And I, I absolutely agree. There is a huge difference between alt-right craziness and just having conservative values. And in yeah, that was a very well stated. Well, thank you. That's three beers in. I get pretty brilliant when I drink. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I don't make any sense sober, but I get brilliant when I drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, uh, Basil, how, how do you feel about that? You know, being because, I mean, you, I mean, correct me if I I'm am wrong. I am light brown. <laughs> I'm a light, I'm light brown. Yes. And, and so, you, you're Muslim too, right? How? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. And so, I mean, as you it know, as an American, how does this sort of stuff make you feel? Uh, this past year has been hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It has been hard. Um, people won't understand it until you really do ask a Muslim guy or you have any Muslim friends. Then you can really understand what we're talking about when we say it's hard. People, people are going to say hard for what? You mean nothing's going on, but really a lot of stuff is going on. Um, just like I'll give you just one tiny example. The whole DACA thing. I'm sure you guys know about that. The whole you know the sure. dreamers and everything. Yeah, uh -huh. I have I have a bunch of cousins who are on that. Like they are they are the dreamers. You know they they're trying they're they're in DACA. They have all that stuff going on, and it's it's very frightening and it's very upsetting to all of us knowing that my cousins could be sent back to a you know like a war torn country where there's dictatorship and there's just horrible things going on. I mean, the whole reason why they came down here is they came here to America, to Texas with us, is to get a better life. It really is. And these these people I'm talking about, like my cousins, they're really like – they're good people. I mean, these guys have never committed a crime. They have nothing on their record, not even a driving ticket. You know, they're, they, they, they're going to school. One of them is trying to be a doctor. One of them is still in high school. It's like stuff like that. Um, and it makes them scared and my parents, anybody else scared, knowing that just – they came here when they were little – and they might get deported pretty soon if this whole thing doesn't get settled out, you know? Um, it sucks. It really does. This, any, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably read my previous post a while back about um, since the whole Trump thing, you know, he won and everything's become Trump this, Trump that. It's become harder on, like, the women who wear scarves on their heads mm -hmm. um, because right away they're targeted. They know, oh, that's a Muslim lady. Oh, they hate Trump. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So I, me and my mom, like, I'll give you me and my mom one example. Went to, do you guys have H-E-B? The grocery store at all? Not up here. No. no okay. So in either. Texas, it's more 
Um, it's not, it's a good place, but where we're at, it's a, it's in a town called Waxahachie. Waxahachie is a more of like a conservative kind of older town, kind of not old, but it's it's majority white conservatives. So like, we were there just driving by, and we decided to stop by in this grocery store, and it it was the most awkward awkward grocery store I've ever been in, because you won't believe how many stairs we got. It was so and and it's not just stairs. It's like they're giving you like a mean look. Telling us like what what the hell are you guys doing here? What do you guys want? It's like I I mean we left after ten minutes. Like I just can't buy anything. Like we just had to leave. Like we got so many stairs, and it's just ugh, it sucks. I don't like I don't like my mom going out alone anymore. Um, and being a Muslim, like you like you guys were not we're not like you won't hear about this, but we we hear about it all the time. Like different people in our community getting harassed. Um, a lot of the women, like the older women or just women with scarves, they're getting harassed. Um, it sucks hearing that, and I feel so scared for my mom for that kind of stuff. That's why anytime she doesn't want to go, I got to go with her. Like I just don't feel comfortable her going by herself. Um, people suck. I mean they really do. That's, that's, I mean we, we just talked about that. Sometimes you just got to you hate people, and it sucks. It really sucks. Um, and it's been like that the past year. Of course, it got it got it got really bad after 9/11. Um, kind of quieted it down in a few years, then it came back up and went down. Now it's way way up with Trump. Um, there's been a lot more um, like hate. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Hate hate crimes. Um, I know people like the mosque, like you know, it's like the Muslim church. It's called the mosque. They've been vandalized. We 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 know a mosque that it got like it's stupid. Like you, they cut off a pig's head and put it outside the door. Oh. It's like people. I mean, it just it sucks, and it's it sucks. Yeah, it's all, it sucks, and people people suck. Well, the, and that's kind of the problem with with one of the, I mean, one of the biggest negatives of Trump getting elected is that these people that are so filled with hate and xenophobia are a large part of his base. And so they feel empowered by this. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that, Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. That the president of the United States does not condemn this stuff when it happens. All it does is just push that further. And, you know, I, I worked in a gas station during nine 11 mm-hmm. and our competitor that was just a block down the street it was run by a guy named Muhammad, and he wore a turban to work every day. And I knew him from the job I had before that in wow, a grocery yeah. store because he would come in and buy a lot of his grocery products. And so I remembered him because it was always a pain in the ass because I'd have to be like, okay, how do I do a tax-exempt sale? You know, because he was buying this oh, stuff for yeah. resale. And so I remembered the guy. And then when I started working at this new store, I was like, oh, that's where he's at. He's just down the street. And... After 9-11, these people were coming in, and it was always white guys. It was always white guys. And they would talk to me like I was getting down with what they were coming from. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, especially after 9-11, I refuse to go down to to the Towelhead store and like shit like that. And I would look at him and say, look, dude. I was like, his name's Muhammad. He's a very nice guy. If you've ever had a conversation with him, you would know that. Don't come in here and say that shit to me. And then they would look at my boss like, are you going to say something to him? And, and Steve would just kind of nod his head like, he's right, man. You shouldn't come in here and yeah. say that crazy shit to people. Like, you, The, the world is I, full of shitty people. But I mean, there's good oh, yeah. people, too. Oh, but yeah. it oh, just no, seems definitely. like the there shitty really people. Is. There really is. Ugh. I mean, it's even like, dude, besides my mom, like even me, dude, I, ever, like, I can tell you, remember when 9-11 happened, I had a kid in school. He was a good friend of mine. He said, 
my mom told me I can't sit next to you anymore because you guys are killing us. Uh, and this, we were like, we were, how old were we? We were like 12 years old at that time. It's like, I mean, you really, you're going to, a mother is going to go tell her son, do not sit next to Muslims anymore because they're killing us. Is that really the best thing to say to a kid? That's, and that's I've absolutely got, I've crazy. Gotten, yeah, I've gotten things to one guy. He, I mean, I, didn't, I don't like him. He wasn't a friend. He was just a, a student that was with us. And he blocked me from, as a joke, he blocked me from coming to the classroom one day. He's like, no, sorry, only U.S. citizens allowed. Oh um, I've got oh, it's it's that's just, that's just like the 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 small things that's happened to me and my family. It's it's gotten. I mean, uh, people. I just don't. I know this is really deep, man. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, I I know this can't be easy to talk about, and I appreciate you opening up about it, man, because this is an important thing for for people to hear. Is that I mean, especially you know, I my sister went to school for like government and sociology and stuff. And she'd always give me talks about white privilege and stuff. And, and when I was younger, I was just like, eh, whatever. But then as I got older and I really started noticing it yeah. and, and, and I, 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 I feel for you. And I, it, it makes me sad that America these days doesn't really reflect what is written on the statue of Liberty. And I think that that is, one of the gravest injustices of the world is that this was meant to be a melting pot. This was meant to be a place for people to be able to escape terrible conditions in their own homelands and come here and make yeah. a better life. And now with xenophobia coming from the top, it's just, it's just terrible. And yeah, it really is. Mm. Yeah. This is deep. <laughs> we <went>. ah. <laughs> We Remember when we were talking about snow earlier? And <laughs> off the subject a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Rebecca. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. What? Oh no, no. I was. Oh god, what was I going to say? <laughs> I um. So there, there's this thing that has happened to me like twice, and it really, like, it really bothers me. And Joe, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, where like another white person who might have who might be a racist, like it's just a straight up racist, they'll see you and they'll say, Oh, that person's white. Like they'll get it. Like they'll get me. And they come up to you and start spewing all their ridiculous, disgusting, racist hatred and like rhetoric. And so there was this guy at my, uh, where I work now, there was a guy who used to work there and he, he would have to walk past my office. Like, once a day and he would always like walk in and say hello which is fine and and hey how's it going that kind of thing and, you know we work friends you know like you're, you're like hey how's it going oh is it five o'clock yet ha 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 that kind of thing and then out of the blue one day he says to me oh um what train do you take to get to work and i tell him oh i i, I take the a train oh yeah I, I i used to take the a train but i i don't take it anymore i take a different train Oh, okay. Yeah, I I hate riding with all those. And he used a he used the n word, um, which I will not repeat. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm I right was there like, with you. I was taken up. Like I physically like was taken aback, and I was like, "I'm sorry. What did you just say?" And he said, "Well, yeah. Like I hate riding with all those people." And then and then and then he just went on. Like I won't even repeat it. But he just went on and on. And I was like, "Dude." Why do you think it's cool to say that to me? Yeah. What is wrong with you? 
and, and he just looked at me and I, I could see the gears turning in his brain like, uh, like, oh, but she's white. Oh, but she should get it. <laughs> like, like as if I'm supposed to get it. Like I'm supposed yeah. to sympathize with him and say, oh, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Wink, wink. White people stick together. Uh, no, <sighs> I because I don't feel that way. And why would you even assume that about me? You don't know me beyond saying hello and how are you? Like, what what a thing to assume. Like, it's, oh. it, it's just like it happened that one time and I was like, I was like, uh, okay, well, I, I got to go. Like, I got things to do. Like, I didn't even know what to say, right? And I just left. Or I, I like, told him I had to do something. And then another day he came back and he started in again this time about, like, Asian people. And I was like, dude, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm like, if every time you come through here, you're going to start spouting this racist hatred out of your mouth. I'm like, take that somewhere else. I don't feel yeah. the same way as you. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with you. And and he was like, oh, well, you know, I thought you would, like, I thought you would understand me. No, I don't understand you. I don't fucking understand you, bro. Go find somebody carrying a swastika and talk to them if that's what you want to talk about. Like, I don't got time for all of that. I, I, I don't understand how you can live in a city like I do in New York. It is so diverse, so diverse. And you have the nerve to have that opinion. Like, oh, totally. shit somewhere else. I understand if you live in, I don't even want to say a state because I'm going to get in trouble. Like, you live wherever where there's only white people and you all want to talk smack about somebody else okay maybe you've never been exposed to people of color uh, who knows but in new york city come on give me yeah. a break hey try living me- in rural midwest you would the the shit that has been said to me off the cuff like that it's okay casual the, racism okay casual here, racism. here's the grossest the one i've ever heard and this happened at a place that i was going for work i was gone on martin luther king jr day and that next time I showed up, somebody asked me why I took inward day <gasps> on vacation. No. I shit you not. And I, I looked at that guy and in my head I went, third strike. I don't like you anymore. The the first time you came up and talked to me, uh, let's see, he was talking about NASCAR, which okay. <laughs> okay. But in my mind Can't I'm like there. in my mind I'm like asterisks. And then the next time he talked to me, he was talking about how awesome it is when big diesel trucks blow up clouds of black smoke. And I'm like, okay, a little bit worse. And then it was, he called Martin Luther King Jr. Day inward day. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I hope you never speak to me again. And then every time he would talk to me after that, it was, I was like, you're the guy who said that. Like, I don't, Yeah. like, you're an absolute moron. And I mean... Like those, those are the times like when I wish I had a superpower, right? <laughs> right? Like those are the times I wish I was Wonder Woman, that I had a shield and a sword and I could fly and I could punch people in the face. Like technically, I suppose I could punch somebody in the face, but they frown on that for some reason <laughs> these days. And I'd probably end up in jail. But like <laughs> I, I like those are the times that like I think about. Like in comics, like Captain America and Wonder Woman and Superman, you know, those characters that stood up 
to those racists in the comics and they set an example and they said, no, you're not going to talk that way and I'm going to punish you because nobody gets to say those things. Like that's when I, like that's when I wish the most I could be a superhero and, and just like make people pay for saying dumb shit like that. Cause it's oh. just, uh, it's just uh, I totally agree. And I've been called that too. I mean, except you put a sand before the N-word. You know, I, oh, I, I get – and believe it or not, I got called that on the phone during work. I used to work what? at – I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all know Fry's Electronics. Um, mm. It's like a Best Buy. We have one here I've, where I've I I've heard of it before, yeah. Yeah, and I used to be a, sale, a computer sales guy over there. And I, I picked up the phone one day. Somebody called, you know, answered his questions, blah, blah, blah. At the end, he's like – at the end, he's like, you know, I, I'm glad you picked up because the other sand N words that work with you, they they're horrible at talking on the phone. <gasps> what? Oh my god! And then I'm oh like, and I'm like, at the end, I had to tell him, you know, I'm one of those people, right? He's like, and I just hang the phone on him. I I literally just hanged up the phone after that, and I'm, I mean, I just, God, I was just so pissed. <laughs> one day, one, so my, y'all know my last name is Terabishi. Um, one day I'm helping this white guy. Sorry, I don't mean white, but he's a guy. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's, right. <laughs> that's like that's, that's like the one thing so, that you can't offend people with. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, computer help, blah blah blah. And then he's like, he looks looks like my last name. How do you, how do you say your last name? I'm like, oh, it's Terabisha. Oh no, you mean Taliban? <gasps> what? I in swear, the hell? I swear to God, that's what he said. I'm like, he's telling me how to like, oh, you pronounce it? It's it's Terabishi. I'm like, no, no, it's it's, it's Mr. Taliban, right? It's not Terabishi. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, <sighs> God, right to my face. And he wasn't even ashamed. It's like one of those things where you're saying it right to my face with other people around. And you're not even ashamed to say stuff like that. You know, I had a friend in high school that, like, I loved the guy. He was great, except for he would say racist shit like that. And that was the one part about him that I could never reconcile is that he wasn't always like that. But when it would come out, I would verbally assault him. And I would tell my big like, dude, you know, I don't like hearing that shit. I don't know why you say it. And like a big part of me doesn't even believe that you believe it. I think this is just shit that you heard growing up because I've seen you around black people. And when you're around black people, you do not act racist, but you want to wear your little Confederate flag pin on your lapel and oh god it, i remember it got really bad one day i picked him up and he had shaved his head and he oh was talking god. about how he was filling up his car with gas and there was a black guy at the other pump and he rubbed his head and looked at the guy and i looked at him and i said you're shitting me and he was all proud of himself and i said i'll tell you what dude you pull any of that shit with me and somebody some black dude comes over and kicks the shit out of you i'm not on your side i don't have your back i don't yeah. have your back when you're a racist and I'd like to think that he's since grown out of it. I haven't talked to him in a really long time, but it was just always one of those things where it's like, dude, how, how can you be awesome? 95% of the time, but you can still entertain that stupid, small minded bullshit. I just, I I don't want to make this sound like I'm up on a high horse and that I, there's people in the world I don't hate because it is true. And I mean, a lot of people who listen to this think that, you know, they might think that, that I don't let things bother me and I can just let things, you know, like water off a duck's back. But I, I get down with serious hate sometimes. I mean, there's people in this world I really don't like, but it's done on an individual basis and you need to do something specifically to warrant that from me. The, the thought that, that people out there could judge 
the whole by the actions of a few I've never been able to understand. And, and it, it, it honestly bothers the hell out of me. And it, it feels patently un-American to me to think that because I really truly believe that this is, I believe in the original mission of America, that this was the great melting pot, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like it in 2018. No, man. That's exactly what I was going to say, dude. It's freaking 2018. How do we still have people like this, man? How, how do, I mean, uh. But, but you know what, Basil? It's, it's a credit to you as a person that you have endured. I mean, it's, it's abuse. I'm not going to, I'm not going to color it. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, people yeah. have abused you to your face and you're still, one of the sweetest people I know. I think that's, oh, absolutely. A, I think that's a huge credit to you as a human being to forgive people and to, and to not let it turn you into somebody oh, who yeah. says, well, I hate all white guys now, or I hate all this people. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, there are yeah. people who would, t- would take that and turn it around and say, well, oh, yeah. all, all, all people of this color do this. Well, you're still like the nicest, sweetest person that I know. And so, (laughs) I mean, thank you. (laughs) I I, I will never, I will, no, I'm serious. I will never forget how, like when my dad was sick and my dad was in the hospital and, you know, he had a stroke and, you know, you and your brother had both said, if there's anything we could do, let me know. And, and, and while had said, you know, my dad is a doctor and, and he's, you know, been practicing for over 20 years. And I like, I messaged your brother one morning, like, Hey, do you know if your dad knows anything about, you know, high blood pressure and strokes? And the next thing I know, your brother had passed the phone to your dad and like, Your dad, yeah, like your dad didn't have to take time out of his day to talk to a stranger and give me free medical advice. Like, (laughs) I mean, he's a doctor. Like he could have been like, you know, he he could have easily been like, no, no, I don't, I don't do that. And that's fine. Honey, call my people who have an appointment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to cost you. Right. But, but, and, and like, I I never forgot that. And I, I will never forget that because that, that meant a lot to me that, that, your family as a whole, even though never met me, gave me support in such a really beautiful way. And I will, I will never forget that. And I mean that sincerely. So yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, man. It's like, I, I love my parents for my, they, I mean, they just had that. This is what they taught us. You know, we grew up, this is, they always taught us to be respectful and nice and all this stuff. And, and it's, I mean, they've given me the best advice I can ever have. And it's, I, I use that to, um, I use my guess my teachings and everything that my parents taught me to show you what a real Muslim is. I mean, um, even people at work, man. People like here in Texas, it's this is a deep South, though. You know, there's a lot of ignorant people out here. A lot of times, I'll tell them, "Hey, guys, seriously, I'm not afraid to answer any questions. You guys have curious about anything? Please let me know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's right and what's wrong. Don't go to the news. Don't listen. Try be careful what you Google. But I'm right here if you need anything." Because it's it really helps talking to somebody who is a Muslim. If you do have questions, it hell even about terrorism, about anything like that, that's been associated with us the past how many years, you know. And that's yeah. You know what? What's interesting, Basil, is like I mean, I'm I'm a Christian. I was raised a Christian. I read the Bible many times over, 
but I've also read the Quran, like not recently. I'm not going to lie and say I read it yesterday. I didn't, but I read it a long time ago because I was curious to see what, what the Quran had to say. And what stuck with me, and I can't quote obviously like scripture and verse to you, but what stuck with me was the message of peace and hope. That's what stuck with me in the, in the Quran about living a good life, about being kind to others. And I mean, that's such a, in, in theory, if in theory, Christianity should be the same thing. If you follow the teachings of Christ, then you should follow right what, what everyone calls the golden rule. You do unto others as you'd have yeah. them do unto you. Yeah, and if exactly. people if people did that, then you could call yourself a real Christian. And I feel the same way about about the Quran and about Islam. That yeah, that that's the true teaching. There is about being kind to others. It really is. It's just that people mess it up. You know, people dumb Muslims. I mean, just the whole the whole terrorism stuff. You know, they they put such a bad name on us and for us and my religion and everything that it makes things so bad i mean it could have just one dumb person who blows up something and that's it i mean you're they go and the whole religion is like this and this guy was the guy who blew up a building killed kids everybody he is a prime example of what a muslim is which is totally wrong i mean i why do people have to be so ignorant when it comes to that kind of stuff you know Obviously, this is not this is not what a Muslim is. This is not what he does. It's not what I believe. So why do you go and put the whole religion on this one guy who did a horrible act? Exactly. Oh, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, look at the KKK. The KKK call themselves Christians too. Yeah. They're an ex- they're an extremist group that call they themselves. They believe they were Christians. doing God's work. And exactly. But then, yeah. but see. I, I'm a Christian, but I don't identify with the KKK. <laughs> I, be- I believe everything the opposite oh, that they believe. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, like, like, so I, I don't want to be lumped in with that group that because, you know, to say like, well, because the KKK are Christians, therefore all Christians are members of the KKK. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And and if if there are people who are following an extremist view, that doesn't mean that everybody in that faith follows that view. Yeah. It just means that there are some that do for whatever reason. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't get it. Why is this so hard for people, especially here in America? Like, why do you take this one act and just put it on this whole religion? Why do you? I mean, I, that I still don't get. I really can't. I can't. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, there's. It's just. It's a. It's for me. It's always been confusing. Yeah, this one bad apple did a horrible thing. But why, without researching, without asking somebody, you just automatically put, oh, my God, this guy's a Muslim. This is what they do. This is what they hate us. They, they hate everything about us, so they're trying to kill us. Ugh. And it doesn't yeah. help having a Mr. T up in the White House. Just ah, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say that Rebecca really hit the nail on the head when she brought up the KKK and she called him extremists. Yeah. yeah. Because extremists really are the problem. Wh- wh- whatever... Whatever religion you're into, if you take it to an extreme to the point where you've allowed your religion to give you an excuse to do harm unto others, yeah, that's where it's gone to a negative place. Um, years and years ago, I was writing a fantasy book, and so I did research on lots of different religions, and I bought a copy of the Quran, and I didn't read the whole thing. Because, I mean, I've never even read the whole Bible. It's just too weird to try and read. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I went to church enough that I've probably heard a good portion of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And for the amount of the Quran that I read, I was shocked at how similar the stories were, but just oh, told yeah. from oh, a slightly oh, different definitely. angle. Oh, um, definitely, yeah. 
um, it's really similar to the Old Testament. We, there's yeah, I mean, there's stories about Abraham, and mm-hmm. and it's. I was reading it, and I remember kept saying to my wife, "I'm like, this is just like the Old Testament. It's just like from it's it's, it's like Lion King one and a half. It's like yeah, the same really, story from a different angle. Yeah, that's a weird. Yeah. That's the weirdest analogy ever. Yeah, we really. It's, here's the thing: people aren't like there is so much similarities between Christianity and Islam. There really is. We are so similar in so many ways. Yeah. People don't know it, but it really is. I mean, we have just. There's one big huge thing that makes us different, but everything else, we are similar so much. Well, when you think of like the story of 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 Abraham and how, so in the in the Old Testament, Abraham has his wife Sarah, but she couldn't give birth to a child, so he has his her servant Hagar, I believe. Um, he has a child with her, and from that from that offspring comes the nation of Islam, if I'm not mistaken. And correct me if I'm wrong, Basil. But- this particular story, I'm not too familiar. I mean, I know it's somewhere in there, but I I don't know it too well to say, to give you anything. <laughs> so I'm not okay. going to say anything because I don't know too much about this particular story. But if you think about it, from from Abraham comes Isaac and then the entire Jewish nation. But then from the Jewish nation produces Jesus, which is the found the the founding cornerstone of Christianity, Islam and Christianity are right there side yeah. by side for a lot of history. Oh yeah, and, yeah, definitely. And, and it's true, Christians and Muslims have a lot in common. But if you're one of these ridiculous extremist Christians, quote unquote, who want to use your beliefs as an excuse to hate other people, then you have completely missed the message that Christ gave. Yep. You have completely missed it because Christ, yes, he came to try to save the 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 lost sheep of Israel. That was his first um, mission, but then he spoke to people that were not Jewish. He spoke to people who were Gentiles. He spoke to them about the same, the same ideals. And there were people that were non-Jewish that became Christian. They followed his rules or followed his his tenets that he laid down. So if you want to use Christianity as an excuse to hate people that believe something different mm-hmm. than you, then you need to reread the Gospels because you oh, missed yeah. something. Oh, you yeah, missed yeah. a big part of it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to turn this into like preaching 101 <laughs> here, but like it, it, it's just it boggles my mind it that really people is, can yeah. like use their faith. And it's the exact same thing. It's um, like when it comes to ISIS and stuff. One one's one thing I found was just hilarious that there's you know you know there's reporters in Iraq and stuff who have met with them and talked to them and stuff like that. And one thing that I love to hear and I find it amazing or hilarious at the same time. It's like when these, inter- these these reporters or people who go and interview these so-called soldiers, ISIS soldiers, and they start asking them, oh, so you know, when is the last time you read a Quran? Or when is the last time you know? They'll say, oh, I haven't, I've never read it before. Oh, they'll say, oh, you know, um, oh, I'm, I know, I'm not practicing. I, I don't pray anything. I'm just here for, you know, just to fight. But people will go and say, oh, these are really devout Muslims. They're fighting for their religion. You know, this is what Islam is. You go to them, and none of them know anything about Islam in the first place. Now, I find that I find that so it's just so crazy that they none of them are real like I, I can't say none of them are actual real Muslims and it's just they're fighting but but they're fighting they say they're fighting for Islam they're fighting for all this and all that and it's just uh, it's just so dumb for me. Yeah, it's just for the most part it's undereducated people who are just being yeah. led astray. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Hmm. Yep. 
Yo, guys, this got really deep. Guys, let's talk to more funny stuff. <laughs> this so got really let's deep. Let's put a whole on religion and politics and death Whoa. and life. <laughs> no, it, it did get deep, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm glad we talked about this stuff because yeah. it's you know, it's easy to just bury your head in the sand in America and pretend oh, yeah. that everything's fine. But I mean, there is a dark underbelly, and if we don't if we don't address these things and we don't bring them to the light. Then it's easy for these things to, you know, propagate, and so, yeah. you know, this was great, but, but yeah, and it, yeah, we, and we can again, we can guys, move on. <laughs> yeah, and, but, and, and again, guys, like seriously, if y'all do have any questions at all, this is this is to all the listeners too, to anybody, PCL, whatever. Please, if anybody has questions about Muslims, about Islam, about me, my country, religion, please ask. I mean, the best thing you can do to learn is just ask. Don't go Google it. Don't watch Fox News. <laughs> Don't. Oh, yes. I mean. Ask no me, one please. should ever and watch I'll, Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you, I will try my best to get you an answer. If I can, I promise you, I'll find it for you. But um, I'm an open book. So if anybody have any questions, any concerns, let me know. And I'm here for you. That's awesome of you, man. That's very cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's turn the subject a little bit. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you're on Instagram and you do not follow beyond the comics you're missing out <laughs> amen <laughs> amen uh basil you want to talk about that a little bit yeah, yeah sure all right so i have which i've told pcl before but i have an instagram account called beyond the comics um so i mean like everybody else you know i'm a huge geek you know like all of us we love superhero movies and cartoons and tv shows and all this stuff comic books so i really wanted to start like a hobby of mine i want to do an instagram thing um, but if you go to Instagram, you realize there's like hundreds of comic book accounts and TV cartoons, but there's not one that I found, which I did. What, so mine is called Beyond the Comics. It's pretty much an account where I choose one character um, from DC or Marvel, and I will show you every single appearance that character's been in when it comes to TV uh, shows, to cartoons, and movies. Um, this particular thing I didn't find anywhere, so I'm like, oh, I have to get on this. This is actually a pretty cool idea, and see if it, you know, if it gets good. And thankfully, I was surprised it did get really good. Um, so, like I said, I'll go, I'll pick a character. Like I'll say, I'll pick Magneto, my favorite character of all time. I'll pick Magneto, and I'll show you every single show he's been in, every TV show, every cartoon, every. And it's it's just, it's really cool seeing all the different um, different like different ways he's been portrayed. Yes. And all the different costumes and different looks and different – the way – you know, just it's really cool for me. And that's pretty much my post. Like I'll go every once in a while. And I used to be really active on it like a year ago. I really I – I'm still active but not as much as I want to be. Uh, you know, growing up – being a grown-up kind of sucks. So you kind of not get to do as much as you want very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean if y'all – yeah, definitely. Y'all go to check it out. It's called Beyond the Comics, uh, B-E-Y-O-N-D. And it's like the underscore slash thing. The, the another underscore slash thing then comics and I've, I mean I'm sure you've seen it recently but surprisingly I'm at what, how many followers now I'm at like 27,000 yeah Something like I know that. you've got to reach <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean it's, it's gotta like be I surreal said, though too dude <laughs> it is man it's a, it's a hobby of mine you know and people like like this it's not really not hard for me to do this like all you are just finding pictures and posting it on like together in a, in a little grid whatever um, and I, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. Usually like if I watch like a new movie, I'll usually go and put the characters of that movie on the next few days. I do the post. Like when I, you know, when I watched the last Guardians of the galaxy, I, I put the characters who were in there on my post 
you know, I have like, uh, you know, I have uh, like, like Surter and all those different guys. And it's really cool. People like seeing like characters they just saw recently in a movie and seeing how they looked in the olden days and today's and movies and stuff like that. So that's one of my Instagram accounts. <laughs> Yeah. And the other one is oh god, what's the name of that one again? Is so the, the other one. So the these two are the most two that I'm really kind of proud of, which I like. They're big hobbies of mine. So the other one is called uh, before actually before I tell you what it's called. Um, people who do know me on PCL, they know I'm a huge like mafia person. I don't know how to say it right. I mean, I'm not a fanatic. But I really enjoy movies. I enjoy the TV shows. I'm really interested in the whole idea and structure of a mafia in an organized crime kind of thing. Um, now, before I keep talking, I like a big – just telling everybody here that I don't like the – I don't – I'm not there for the crimes. <laughs> I don't – like I'm not fascinated by the crimes or killings and stuff like that. I don't I – don't, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I'm more into the whole thing that – it's an organized – it's like a smart way and it's an organized criminal organization. And you know how in a mafia, you know, there's a boss. There's the head of the family. Underneath him, there's two other heads. There's called the underboss and a conciliary, which is like an advisor. Underneath those two, you got different captains. Underneath captain, he has his own crew. He has soldiers. And underneath that, there's associates. It's just I find this so fascinating and it's just so – I love it. I mean, I love, I love Godfather is my number one movie of all time. I love, love, love that movie. Um, I just watched it again last week, actually, with a couple of friends. Um, I love The Sopranos, the TV show that came out. Um, I love, love Sopranos. That was an amazing show. Um, I have never seen a single episode of that. All right, so this is the part when I leave you guys. It's been. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen an episode of The Sopranos. Really, guys? No, I, I've seen like clips of it because uh, I remember a friend showed me a clip that was, I think, an early season where Tony Soprano wrapped like a brick up in a box and he was trying to freak his neighbor out where he just handed it to him. He's like, hey, you got to hold on to this for me. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But I've never actually seen a whole episode of guys, it. Guys, this was like they won so many awards for being like the best TV show of all time. Well, I went for many years without having access to HBO, and it, it wasn't uh, gotcha, until gotcha. HBO Go came oh, about. Yeah. And, and, and it has it on HBO Go, by the way. So, you know, just saying, if you want to check it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I love Sopranos. Um, I don't know if y'all ever seen Boardwalk Empire or heard of it. Oh, I love that show. That's a really Yes, show. that's another show that I watched. I For the first time, I watched it a few months ago, and I loved it. Um, that show really focuses on the older gangsters. Um, like, back in the, when the mafia first started in, in New York. Like the really like the um, Charles Luciano and you got um, uh, um, Meyer Lansky and stuff like that and Arnold Rostin. Those were really the very first gangsters, big gangsters of New York and how they started the whole mafia and everything. But yeah, I mean, I I've been studying them a long time. You know, even um, like you know how there's five families in New York. The, and it's awesome. It's not awesome. But I'm just saying it's cool that actually they're actually still there too. I mean, to to a lot of us, the whole mafia thing is like a, oh, you know, you watch it on TV, you see movies, and that's it. But you never realize that they're actually still there. Um, even though they're not as powerful or big as they used to be before, you know, they got caught with the, you know, with Giuliani and the Rico lawsuits, and they got everybody. Like, it's still there. It's I find that fascinating that the mafia is still a real thing, and all five families are still in New York, and they still have, you know – all five dons or heads of the family, they're all there. It's still an organized structure. It's just not as powerful or big as it used to be back in the day. 
like in the 60s and 70s and all you know back in the day from from a real world perspective like it freaks me out oh but, yeah <laughs> but just from like a story perspective like i think i watched it, it had to have just been like a, a tv edited version of godfather a long time ago and so then i just put it on my christmas list that hey i want these movies and so i got like the box set with one two three and like a bonus nice, features disc nice yeah and and they were great um well the i did i didn't really care for the third one all that much it had a lot of weirdness in yeah it. It like some, most people it had yeah. some good parts but for the most part i was like this is really damn weird but as far as one and two goes those are really solid movies oh definitely like, I, yeah i really enjoyed the hell out of them and i remember when when Lindsay and i when Lindsay and I were on our honeymoon, we went to Colorado Springs and we went up on this one mountain and they had this like big tower up there called the Shrine of the Sun. Huh. And it was so creepy when we were up there. It was all foggy and everything. And while we were there looking around, we were the only people there, the only car in the parking lot. Wow. And all of a sudden we start hearing the Godfather theme playing over bells. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Wow. Like, this is so strange. <laughs> But it's one of those things that whenever I think of the theme for the for the Godfather, I think of that moment. And I love that song, that theme so much. It's just an iconic, iconic soundtrack too. I'm oh, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's my that is my thing, kind of you know. Um, and like I said, I want to be clear again so everybody hears this. <laughs> I do not con- I do not support or I'm not. I don't do crimes. I don't like the killing. I don't support. I don't, can, you know, all that stuff. I'm not into that kind yeah. of stuff. I don't like researching the kills and crimes and torture methods. That's not me. I don't like that. I just enjoy the movies, the TV show. I enjoy the documentaries about them. Um, I enjoy just learning about it and how how it's an organized thing, you know. And, like, dude, at one point, the mafia was literally the strongest, the biggest thing in America. Like even the the cops, the FBI, nobody can you know nobody can bring them down. At one point, they were the strongest thing in America at that time, until you know the FBI got better and smarter. And then they got so many rats and snitches, and they got um, they had to you know they put um, uh, like they used to you know wire people up in different places, and they you know eventually they they got the mafia and their stuff like that and everything. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my thing, the mafia. <laughs> so what's your favorite like uh gangster movie then? Like besides Godfather? <laughs> so it would be Godfather that would be oh, the top yeah, one for yeah. you. So I mean I do want to clarify one thing. I am not too I'm not a big uh ama- I love the movie but I'm not a huge fan of Scarface. I did um, not like that movie at all. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I bought the DVD without ever having seen it because I was like, oh, wow. everybody says this is amazing. Yeah. And I watched it one time. And I was like, no, well, that was the, a waste of 15 yeah. bucks. <laughs> I've only watched it one time, too. It's Now, I want to just say it out there. This is not a mafia movie. You guys got to remember that. It is not a mafia. It's a gangster movie. Yeah. Um, it has no connection to mafia whatsoever. I mean, maybe I'm not. I don't remember if they had connection, but it's not. Yeah, it's not a mafia movie. Um, I do like another movie which you don't like, apparently. <laughs> Goodfellas. It's it's not that I don't like Goodfellas. Or I know we were like, we I were guess... texting about this, and it was a funny exchange. <laughs> um, but um, so I saw Casino first, and like I really liked a lot of that movie. There's parts of that movie that like horrify me. 
but there's parts of that movie that I absolutely love. And then when I saw Goodfellas, I was just kind of like, huh. (laughs) I think I was just comparing it too much to Casino. Yeah, you can't do that. And I don't know. I don't know if I really like Ray Liotta all that much either. But that, that might just yeah. be me. And even for me, like the only thing I've ever seen him in was Goodfellas. So I really, <laughs> I, I mean, I liked him in that, but I've never seen him. Actually, no, I'm lying. I saw him in The Irishman. I don't know if you remember that movie. No, no. Okay, yeah, he he was there. No, no, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, not The Irishman. Uh, the Iceman. Have you seen The Iceman? It was on mm. Netflix. It's about the um, uh-uh. the. Okay, so the the Iceman is about a Polish um, hitman. He wasn't he wasn't a part of the mafia because he was Polish. Um, I saw he, that movie. Yeah, he he worked for the mafia. He did. I mean, it was. I think it was. It was known that he killed over two hundred people. Um, and he was he was a ruthful hitman for the mafia, and um, he was called the Iceman because he had a signature way he would not kill people, but how to get rid of people. After he would kill people, he would freeze them. Like put it in a huge industrial freezer and he would freeze them for like a week. After that, he would dump their bodies somewhere else. So the thing is that when the cops or somebody would find them, they could never tell time of death of the of the person. Ah. Which was a smart thing. I mean, and they could never like he would he was so good on getting rid of evidence and stuff like that. And they never like they they never like with those 150 murders, they never caught him until like the very end. Which they did, but yeah, that was his signature thing. That's why he was called the Iceman because of the whole freezing thing that he did. That's like some Dexter season one shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I can I tell you something, Basil? What's up? I only saw that movie because Chris Evans is in it. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say that. And he plays like a kind of a bad guy too. He does. He plays a bad guy in that movie. And he he has a he has long hair in that movie too. You know, spoilers. The- Spoiler alert, he does get killed. <laughs> the first movie I think I ever saw Ray Liotta in was a movie called No Escape, where he gets sent to a prison island. No Escape. Has anybody ever seen that? It's a sci-fi movie. Wikipedia. So. Uh, it's, it's pretty terrible. I don't recommend it. <laughs> and so maybe that was what it went into then me being like, this is the fucking No Escape guy. <laughs> is it the 1994 one, I'm guessing? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, oh. it totally would have been a '90s movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I've never seen this one before. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to watch it, like a B level movie, maybe check it out. Really <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really liked Casino, though. I mean, that had some. And oh, I man. Robert De Niro is just a badass. I was that. gonna say, dude, I love Robert De Niro. He's my favorite actor of all time. I love the guy so much. He's an amazing actor. I love his mafia movies so much. And yeah, that's that's my actor right there. That's my number one guy. And I don't know if you guys know about the new Netflix movie he's making. Have y'all heard about it? Called The Irishman, or it's called The Irishman? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Sorry, which which actor is this? I I Robert lost you guys. Hero. Robert. <laughs> I was oh, gonna okay. say I heard the noise like we lost yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I uh, I lost you guys, so I I hung up and I called back. <laughs> oh, right on. So yeah, he's gonna be. There, it's coming out. I think the end of this year. It's, it's Netflix is making it, and it's Robert De Niro, it's Al Pacino, and it's talk, it's a movie pretty much about um about, about Hoffa and how you know have, it's back in the day and everything. And 
But I'm, I'm excited for that, too. That's coming out, I think, the end of this year. I think I heard about that. I remember reading about that because... Scorsese is directing, so yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well. That's why it's going to be awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, De Niro and Pacino don't make a ton of films together. They don't, but um, when they do, it's golden. I mean, yeah. I mean, those are two both, like, really solid names of people, mm-hmm. like, actors who have been in it a long time. And then you got Scorsese, you know, and then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're. I mean, it's pretty much almost. It's almost a guarantee. It's going to be a great movie. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And another movie I'm looking forward to. Another mafia flick is coming out in June. Um, what's his name? Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Travolta. John Travolta. He's gonna. He's playing John Gotti. Um, I don't know if oh, you really? heard about that. Have you never? You didn't hear about this at all or anything? No, this I don't think familiar. I did. Is, is so, it going to be released in theaters or is it yeah, like a straight yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, originally, this movie was going to it was gonna get released the same day Star Wars got released. But like the last <laughs> week, they, yeah, it would have been horrible if that was. <laughs> <laughs> but the last week, they stopped it actually and then they, they didn't let it get released, which I thought was just a very smart move. Um, so it's coming out instead on June 15th and it's called Gotti. Um, yeah, he's playing it and he looks amazing. Like they, he. I mean, he's the way he dresses, the way he looks. It looks just like John Gotti too. And I'm, I'm that one's coming out on June 15th, which I'm really excited for. Oh yeah, that was smart to move it from premiering the same day. <laughs> oh yeah, that little, right. That little <laughs> independent film called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Basil, Basil, have you seen Star Wars: The Last Jedi? Of course, girl. What, what did you think? Awesome. That? <laughs> what did you think I of loved it? it. I, um, I, I didn't think I ever heard your thoughts on it. Oh, yeah. So that movie, the first day I watched it, I was really confused and not sure of myself. I, I, um, I had to marinate it for a good day. But the next day when I woke up, like, this was an amazing movie. <laughs> I loved it. So, I don't Did you like it? I can't remember your thing. Yeah, I loved it, too. But okay. I, had this, I had the same reaction as you. Like, I, I saw it, and I got out of the theater, and I, like, you know, and, and that movie's long. It's, like, two-plus hours, right? So, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, you're, yeah. you're sitting there for two-plus hours. I get out of the theater, and I'm, I'm with my best friend, and we come out of the theater, and there's, like, a bench, like, outside the, the theater, that we came out of, and I was like, "No, no, I, I have to sit down." And she was like, <laughs> "You were just sitting for two and a half hours. No, I need to sit down. Like, I need to sit down and like think about this movie." <laughs> oh yeah, lose, did you lose somebody? No. <laughs> oh, I heard the I heard the check, hang up Skype sound. No, check the the Skype chat. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it does make a very similar sound. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So, that, so that people, picture. yeah. So people who are not with us here, I sent a picture of uh, Travolta and John Gotti next to each other, and you can just look like he looks amazing as the part. Wow. Yeah. That that makeup is excellent. Yeah. That's I mean, really this. Good. And actually, the cool thing about another like little factoid about this, that like the tie he's wearing and everything, that's the exact same tie as the one John Gotti used to wear. Like oh, he wow. he yeah the fa- the actual Gotti family worked really close with him in the movie. Um, like even John Gotti's son, who was later, he was later the boss of the, the Gambino family after John Gotti, which now he's kind of reformed and good and everything again. Like he was on set like every day and he helped make that movie. And like a lot of the props they used were actually from John Gotti back in the day. A lot of the, like the tie or like a bow tie or something or like that little uh, handkerchief, it's all from Gotti's collection and from him. So they really took this movie seriously and he wanted, like he really wanted to do the best job he can 
representing Gotti in this movie and everything. So this, oh. I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, that's pretty cool. Man, there was something that I was going to bring up. It's totally gone now. <laughs> you want to hear the? Was, remember, I was talking about, I was going to talk about the interesting story about the 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 Instagram thing with the the guy who wants me to send him the Simpsons clips. Remember, I told you. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me, Rebecca. I haven't, I haven't told you this, so let me tell you now. It's a really interesting thing. All right. So, um, do you? I don't know if you remember this actor, Rebecca, and um, his name is Frank Severo. He was in Goodfellas, and he was in. Um, he was in The Godfather Part 2. Um, here, hmm. one second. Uh, How do you spell his last name? Uh, S-I-V-E-R-O. Actually, I was going to send you all a picture. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I know his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I so, yeah, his, his face. Name, so anyway, I, knew, I know yeah. his face. So, um... Uh, you know, I I didn't talk about this yet, but I have a I have a mafia Instagram account, and he follows me on that account. Um, so oh, wow, one of, yeah, one of the one of the videos I decided to put up there was a scene from The Simpsons. Um, if y'all watch The Simpsons, you know they have like a Springfield mafia. Fat uh, Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Fat Tony. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the characters in Fat Tony's crew, his name is Louie. So this Louie character looks. Exactly like Frank Severo in when he came out in Goodfellas, and so when I put that up, he saw it, he liked it, commented. Then he messaged me personally on my Instagram. He was like, "Hey, bro, can you please send me this uh, assistance clip?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Then he started telling me his story. Um, so Simpsons, I guess they made this character after Goodfellas came out. And if you can look at the pictures, he looks exactly alike as the the character right. he played. So he now Frank is trying to take the Simpsons to court. Um, he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to sue them, I guess, for, oh my for, for using that character without you know giving F- Frank. Um, I guess what's the word I'm looking for without um, like you know, giving without, him royalties. Like, yeah, royalty. Yeah, and the rice and everything. So right now, like he's in talks with his lawyer, and they're trying to talk to Simpsons, or if, if not, if they don't, you know, do what he kind of wants, they're gonna like sue the Simpsons and Fox Network and everything. So he wanted me yesterday to send them, not yesterday, but he wanted me to send him like a bunch of clips that Louie is in on The Simpsons. <laughs> so, Are you like on his legal team now? That's what I, I was I'm just like, going to say. I better get paid for this. <laughs> but, no, like, I, mean, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, I don't mind saying it to him. I thought it was kind of cool. This actor out of nowhere is like, hey, bro, can you help me out with my lawsuit here? <laughs> I'm like, that sure. That is kind of interesting. Mean? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, like now, like I'll send him every once in a while, like some videos that this character Louis in, so just so he can use it. I guess I don't know, talk to his lawyer about it. But I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> and Did you all double place, take it your phone when you saw that? You're like, what the fuck? Hell yeah! And I took a screenshot <laughs> and everything. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm getting famous over here, man. So yeah, this was the thing that actually I got. Um, I didn't talk about, but I was going to. I have a mafia Instagram account. Um, now this isn't a real mafia thing. It's more I'm focusing like on like on the, my other account. I'm focusing more on TV shows and movies. So pretty much I'm just um, I'm posting just cool clips from past movies um, concerning like mafia stuff. It could be like a comedy, like you know one of those funny. I don't know if y'all remember like Analyze This, Analyze That, with Robert De Niro. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like Mickey Blue Eyes stuff like that. Or it could be like a serious movie like Godfather or any of the other stuff. But yeah, so that one's kind of growing, and 
it's I'm I'm getting a lot of like he found me on it and he started liking it and he contacted me and I also had a couple of other um, mafia former mafia actors who follow me now on that clip because I'll post a clip of them and they like they'll really like that I did that <laughs> so they they feel like honored that I posted a clip about them. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, if you notice, like a lot of the old mafia actors, they're not really big now. You know, they're not they don't show up on big movies or anything so it's kind of like it's it sucks saying it but it was it was kind of like their their days are gone and it, they were just good for the mobster scene you know mm-hmm. so a lot of them now when they see you you know talking to them on instagram and this thing they get like humbled and they start like oh this is an awesome thank you so much blah 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 i'm like oh cool don't worry about it <laughs> so i always thought that was kind of cool yeah kind of the curse of the typecast actor right oh uh, yes yes yeah yeah and that's the thing too like all these characters they don't play anything else besides mobsters you know it's hard for them to find different like robert de niro is the only one that kind of made it big and and al pacino they they they, they, they can play different things but even then al pacino like he'll most of, i don't know about most of his movies but he plays a lot of mafia or mobsters um i don't know if you remember the movie like uh donnie brasco oh yeah yeah and you know he was in there too and everything but yeah, so that's my other awesome Instagram account. Y'all be sure to follow me on there. It's called This Thing of Ours. And um, that might sound kind of weird, but let me give you the little quick the, why I called it that. So um, American Mafia comes from like – it comes from the Sicilian words called uh, La Costa Nostra, which means this thing of ours. So it's kind of – yeah, so oh. this – yeah, that that was their thing. Like this, this is just it's a. I thought it was a really interesting name for them, but yeah, a lot of times you know when you when they're in court and stuff that you know they'll they'll get asked, are you part of the Costa Nostra or La Costa Nostra? And of course they'll say no every single time because you know they don't want to, they don't talk about what they do, you know. <laughs> but I um, mean that was so yeah, La Costa Nostra means in Italian means this thing of ours. So that's kind of why I chose that name. I thought it was a really cool like a, uh, I thought it was a really neat definition for it and a really cool name, this thing of ours. Yeah, that's really clever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing there. Yeah, y'all got to know about my mafia. Hobby. <laughs> I, I, did, and I just, I love the movies. I love to see shows. I, I love my, I mean, I just, it's a, it's a hobby for me. I mean, I even like the documentaries and I have a couple of books that I've got and it just, it's, it's just like hobby reading, you know, I'm not, I don't take it too seriously. I don't, I'm not gonna, I mean, I'd love to be an extra one day, you know, in a movie, you know, a mafia movie. Why not? But oh, that'd I, be amazing. I, yeah, dude. <laughs> and speaking of that, there's a director named Paul Borghese. I can't pronounce it right, but he he directed a lot of movies, and he usually he's usually a mafia guy too. And I started talking to him on Instagram. We were messaging each other. I'm like, dude, if you ever in DFW, give me, you know, call, hit me up. I'm like, yeah, definitely, man. I'll make you one of my extras. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Cool, I like. Yeah, that. but That's you don't great. like you don't really see a lot of mobster movies um, shot in DFW, so <laughs> that might be a while. My friend Jason was an extra in The Dark Knight. Oh, sweet! Like, wh- where? At? Like, what? Where? What scene? Or what? He we tried do? to get me to go with him, and I kicked myself to this day that I didn't do it. Why but didn't you okay, him? so the uh, because I don't. <laughs> I don't travel. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but no, he he hit me up at work one day. He's like, "Dude, they're casting for extras in the new Dark Knight in the new Batman movie." He's like, "You want to come to Chicago with me this weekend?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> oh my but, goodness! But yeah, he's Batman. I know, right? And so it's the scene where they are they're having that funeral and they're doing the twenty one gun salute and the Joker and his 
henchmen right, are right. dressed up like police. Uh-huh. And then when they start firing, you know, at the podium and then every, it's all pandemonium and everybody's running. Yeah, Jason was one of the guys running. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, you could have been running with him. You could yeah. have done it. I could have, but... Uh, it's all yeah. right. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but like you were saying, though, that this would be in a hobby and stuff. Um, I think it's good to have hobbies. You oh, know? definitely, dude. It, yeah, man. It's, it's something when you... I mean, um, it helps out, especially if you... If you have a boring life, I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it helps out with, you know, it's, it's stuff like, that's why I love my Instagram accounts. You know, I just, um, like, I don't, I don't really do it for, to be famous. Cause as you can tell, I don't put my real name out there. The only people who know that run this is like you guys and like PCL and my close friends. Like I don't go out of my way to say, Oh, Basil has this group with all those, all this stuff, you know, it's just a hobby of mine. I love, especially the comic book one, you know, I love looking just finding all these characters from so they've been in so many different TV shows and it's so cool looking how they were in this show and this movie and it's just a fun thing for me. I don't you know I'm I don't see myself. I would love to make money from it, but <laughs> I don't really I don't see it growing that big or anything. But yeah, one of those things. What would you say is the weirdest hobby you've ever had? Like the most out there? <laughs> ah. I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's. I mean, I collect keychains. That's not really weird, but I really can't think of anything else of that. <laughs> Do you have uh, any weird hobbies, Rebecca, or anything that, like, if it's not current, like something that was a hobby at one point? Oh gosh. Um, I used to have one of those. Um, oh, what were those things called? The the Tamagotchi pets. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I used to collect those. Um, that's not. It's kind of a weird hobby, I suppose. No, I remember those. Diet I had a gigapet. Yeah, it was, it was like similar to that. I used. To, it's not really weird, but it's such a. It's such a white thing to do. I used to scrapbook a lot. A white um, <laughs> it's such a white girl thing to do. I used to scrapbook like a lot of stuff um, when I was younger, and then I got out of it. Um, Cause it's like a real, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good time. It's a good use of your time in the sense of like, if you want to like really preserve stuff and like, remember like good times and things like that. But, um, I got out of that as I got older, but yeah, I, I used to scrapbook a lot when I was younger. Wow. What happened to them at the end? Did you like just have them in the garage or somewhere oh, else? Oh no, they're, they're, they're here in my house. Um, I, you know, when I was younger, um, I used to have, I mean, this is like kind of before Pinterest. So, mm. uh, you know, Pinterest now is like, you know, virtual scrap scrapbooks pretty much. Oh, like yeah. boards. But I used to have, uh, I did what a lot of girls probably did was I had a scrapbook for like what I wanted when I got married, that kind of thing. Um, I used to have, um, going back to the 90s, I used to have a New Kids on the Block scrapbook because uh, <laughs> I was really into those guys. Well, I still am. What I mean, was. I still am into New Kids on the Block. Um, I had a New Kids on the Block scrapbook. I had a, you know, wedding scrapbook of, like, stuff I wanted when I got married. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> whatever. That didn't work out. Um, and then, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, I had, like, all different kinds of stuff, like um, – like the first major trip I took by myself was that when I went to California. So I went from one coast to the other. Um, and I did, just, I, I made a scrapbook of that trip, which actually I still have it. I kind of still look through it sometimes. Um, nice. yeah. I, th- I think that's probably the, maybe one of the last ones I ever did. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. I used to collect Pokemon cards when I was little. <laughs> Me and my brother, I mean, we have a huge binder of Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't know if y'all remember what those were, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I never played Pokemon or, or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, but I knew, like, kids in my school that, like, used to play it. Oh, yeah, no, same here. Like, me and my brother, we never played it. We were more, like, collecting them. It's funny. Um, A while back when we lived in our apartment, um, it was one of those apartments where, like, you kind of knew a lot of the kids in the neighborhood. It was, like, a, a, like a little knit, small area of apartments. So they all knew me as being the guy that collects, you know, Pokemon cards. So, and I'd be, like, a hustler to them. Like, I'd, <laughs> I'd feel like I had power <laughs> over them. They would, co- they would come to my door knocking and show me what they got. And I could either decline them and say, "All right, I'll trade with you." Like I felt like I was a big shot. I mean, you were like, little... you were like the dawn yes. of, the, of the Pokemon cards. And that's when it started. Like, <laughs> seriously, like I would, like I would stand there looking all like badass. And I'm like, "All right, show them what you got." And I would look at their cards, and they'd be all nervous. See, I would take them or not. And I'm like, "Nah, I'm, I don't. I'm nah. Next or nah, get out of here, kid." And I just. Go away. Wait, you know, I'm I'm picturing you like Marlon Brando behind the desk. <laughs> you know, you come to me today on the day of my daughter's wedding <laughs> and you ask a favor. Please, may I have this Pokemon card? Because <laughs> it is my daughter's wedding, I will grant your request. Like that's how I imagine it all went down. It's, it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty similar to the exact scene. We just, it was pretty much that exactly. <laughs> Except the whole daughter wedding thing. That was, I wasn't there yet. But yeah, everything else was exactly the same. <laughs> okay, so I I think I might have had the weirdest hobby of all. It, <laughs> So when Lindsay and I had our first apartment, we couldn't have pets, and so we got a hermit crab, (laughs) (laughs) and I brought it home in like the little plastic enclosure, and then I got online and I started reading up, Uh and I found out that, wow, if you want this thing to thrive, he needs to be in a tropical-like environment. And so then I went totally crazy and I created a tropical environment. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I learned a lot about how to keep hermit crabs and the differences between the different species. And I still know all this shit. Wow. (laughs) About different (laughs) species and which ones are hard to keep and which ones are hardy. And (laughs) And at one time I had a custom built 25 gallon terrarium with 20-some different hermit crabs in it of different wow. varieties. <laughs> Dang. Oh God. That yeah. is weird. <laughs> it's so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> no, wait, wait. I, I belong to three different hermit crab forums on the internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a real thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> wait, hold on a second now. Hold on. <laughs> In a in a in a a barrel like are they in a like and what do you do with them like you can't take them for a walk or do uh, do they like to be pet for like, a walk imagine like, him having a leash on a hermit crab and like right, let's go buddy let's go just taking the crab for a walk <laughs> no you just kind of look at him. You just put like different things in, in in there like like a piece of driftwood or something and like you wake up in the morning and be like oh look look. Bodie's hanging upside down on this piece of wood, and me and Lindsay would take pictures of it. On the oh, camera. that would be the most exciting thing! <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's crazy! 
See, if I had if I had like hermit crabs and stuff, I would just stand over them and like hum the song from like Little Mermaid. I'd spend like all day doing that. And they bring their claws out and just start whipping them around like this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I I had two hermit crabs. I mean, they kinda died after a while, but I had them. That's, and, and see, that's what happens if you don't keep them in 70% humidity. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Because yeah, they don't breathe air and they don't breathe water. They need to breathe humid air. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> I had no idea this was a thing. You both had hermit crabs. This is re- I feel left out. Like, <laughs> Whoa, hold up. Okay, okay. now, now we've got to name our pets here, buddy. I used to have a hermit crab. I used to have a little pet bunny, which died the day after I got it, and I cried so much. I was a little kid. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> I used to have... Um, those birds uh, with the white, the yellow heads, what are they called? Um, Cockatoo? Yes, I used to have two of those. They're precious. I used to have tiny turtles. Um, I had an iguana, which I loved. Um, oh, I love iguanas. Yes. <laughs> and ever since then, I've just had different cats. Oh, yeah. right on. You guys? I remember the, pets? the first hermit crab that we ever brought or bought the one that we brought him home what we named him bodhi which was short for bodhisattva (laughs) (laughs) nice and then then let's see we had speedy and cow (laughs) because he was in a shell that looked like spotted like a cow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah that's some weird shit I want to know what you discuss on these hermit crab forums. <laughs> oh, I'm, yes, I'm more please. interested in this. <laughs> okay, so the funniest posts were people who would ask questions, and then in their signature line, you know, at the bottom of their posts, it would say, no, most people would write down in their signature, like, how many they had of what different species and stuff like that. And the ones that always cracked me up the most were, no hermit crabs yet, getting them in three months. <laughs> <laughs> on these forums oh and all God. into it and shit and they don't even have hermit crabs and it's like that's, that's like the crazy. weirdest level of poser in the world <laughs> <laughs> wow and, dude I this was know a they had a, such a huge community and just a huge fan base and that is amazing look at that i learn something new every day <laughs> yeah because i'm thinking the one was like lhc.com which was like short for land hermit crabs.com and it was great because on the intro page, it was like, did you come home from vacation with crabs? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, I don't Yeah, amazing. They have a huge, I guess, you're um, a hermit crab. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're a hermit crab. Um. <laughs> At one time, I knew a stupid amount about them. <laughs> I still remember <laughs> hey, quite a bit. how can you tell a female from a male? No clue. Oh. I never knew right. how to do that. But, like, at one time, I knew all their different scientific names and everything. Wow. You were, like, a geek nerd. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's, like, the saddest thing to be a geek about. Uh, if, I'd exactly. go over to like a, if I'd go over to, like, a relative's house and they had them, I would, like, give them a speech about how this is not a proper enclosure for this. <laughs> this crab's going to be dead in a week. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, hey, Joe, I would like you to know that there is a group called hermit-crabs.com and that the um the top of the page says if your crab is going naked or losing limbs Uh check out the fact page 
to find out why. That's the very first thing on this page. So apparently that's a big problem with hermit crabs, that they're losing limbs. Yep, if they they start getting stressed out, they'll start dropping limbs. And then what happens is, see, um, a crab has an exoskeleton. And so when it grows bigger, it has to, it'll bury itself under the sand and it'll go through a process called molting where it'll mm-hmm. actually shed that exoskeleton and it'll come out really soft and it'll grow a little bit larger and then the exoskeleton will harden back up and then it'll actually eat the old one to reabsorb the calcium. That's, that's oh pretty interesting. Gosh. Oh yeah. I'm like the fucking Mr. Wizard of stupid <laughs> hermit crab. That is awesome. <laughs> Holy cow, that is wild that you know <laughs> that. <laughs> and going naked just means that they leave their shell. And that's usually a sign that that, that crab is about to die. Oh, sadness. Uh-huh. It is. And it's the grossest thing ever when you actually see one out. Like, I remember one time Lindsay was holding one of them in the palm of her hand, and it crawled out of its shell, and she wigged out. It was so oh, funny. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, I, I just have Clark, my dog. He's not as interesting as hermit crabs or anything, <laughs> but you know, I just have Clark. <laughs> so, you, so you, you said you had 20 at one time. Is that right? Yeah. I think it was 22 was the most I ever had at once. Did they all live together? Yep. And they were in a really big enclosure that I actually ordered pieces of glass and I glued it all together with silicone and then built a frame for it and everything. So I actually built the whole enclosure myself. Dude, you are... <laughs> that is and, and, and like, interesting. And, like, they didn't breed? Like, you didn't end up with, like, 44 hermit crabs? <laughs> oh, no. yeah. What's up with that? They didn't yeah. mate or anything? Uh, nope. Nope. They, I, they never did, did anything like, like that. Usually... Usually the only ways they would interact with each other is if one would be a bully and it would like want the shell of another one. And then like you'd wake up in the morning and there'd be a hermit crab that was like missing some limbs and he was naked outside of his shell. And then you'd see a different one in that shell. He'd be like, "Oh, you murderous (laughs) son of a bitch. So he actually, they actually like, does he kill him or does he just look for another shell? Uh, It all depends on how bad they got beat up in the fight. Yeah, um, sometimes they would just go on, and so then what I'd do is I'd take that naked crab and I'd have an isolation tank, which was a smaller tank, and I would put that in there, and so he'd ha- be, he could be alone and he could kind of de-stress, and I'd give him a selection of different shells that were around his size that he could hopefully choose one from. So sometimes they would. Usually they'd die if they got in a fight like that, though, because it would really stress them out. Dude, that's like a straight-up home invasion. <laughs> right. Like, that's... This is my shell now. Get out of here. <laughs> Dude, do you like get them do you get them fixed and neutered so they don't have babies? <laughs> That'd be is weird. Is there a it? way to get a hermit crab fixed? <laughs> I've never heard anything about them breeding breeding in captivity though. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Is going are, are they like are oh they, this is yeah. weird <laughs> are they like asexual where they just like clone themselves and like just one becomes another one or i don't know what i'm saying i that's don't know that's fun. a good question though that's no fun right well i mean look at them they're ugly little things what else are they gonna do <laughs> well i'm sure that to the to the gentleman hermit crabs the lady hermit crabs are quite pretty i'm oh, sure are. that that to because the, otherwise there would be very few hermit crabs if they breed anything like fish do you know how fish breed oh no how do they breed 
I think um, isn't it that the 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 females like lay eggs and then the males swim over and like shoot their sperm over the eggs? Is that right? Yep, pretty much. How does he shoot it? Like just in command? <laughs> I command you, sperm. Leave it's like this, so they don't even they don't they don't make love or anything. They don't have <laughs> no no. There's no loving. There is no loving that. in the fish, no, in, fish, no um, fish in fish in fish rep, uh, reproduction. That existence. No <laughs> so I was actually just watching a documentary the other day where it showed salmon on there. You know, they swim. Pacific salmon will swim upstream, and they will go back to the place that they hatched. And this is basically like the culmination of a salmon's life. It's born in this stream, freshwater stream, and then it'll swim out to the ocean, and it'll live its whole life out in the ocean, and then at the end of its life, when it feels the compulsion to breed, it will swim back upstream to the exact same place that it was hatched, and that's where it will, if it's female, it will lay its eggs. If it's a male, that's when you know it will fertilize those eggs. And so they'll more or less pair up. And the females will just kind of use their tail to like dig out like a little scoop on the stream bottom. And then they'll, the male will just kind of hover more or less kind of beside them right above. And it's hilarious with the salmon because when the female's laying her eggs in the salmon, the male is like shooting his load out. They both have their little <laughs> mouths open like they're going, ah, ah it's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah i mean it'd be a bummer to be a fish right and so then you do that and you've these salmon have wasted so much of their energy that then they pretty much just die in the stream wow and then it's just a smorgasbord for like all the bears and mm-hmm. and eagles and raccoons and all the little critters around there and then eventually so, the bodies even end up on the forest floor and it fertilizes the trees circle of life dude but yeah, I mean, like these, these, this this mating ritual it's only for the fish that like that don't mate with i mean like i'm pretty sure it's different for whales and dolphins and stuff because they actually do it with each other right well those are mammals too okay. yeah, so it'd be different. That, yeah that's, that, that, that's the other different. thing like they ha- although i read that dolphins are one of the few i think if i'm not mistaken it's the only other mammal species besides humans that have sex for pleasure and not strictly, I know, and not strictly for reproduction. I did not know that. That's cool. I, I don't know if that's true. I read it on the internet, so who knows? You know, it's 50-50 on that one. So, but I mean, like, of course, humans, like, I mean, humans, we have our own stupid mating rituals that we do. And like, <laughs> and uh, which <laughs> is, is, we're no different than the animal kingdom on a whole lot of ways. But um yeah, like for 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 like whales and dolphins and stuff because they're mammals. Like they they have live births, so it's different. Like they have, wow. like they have like penis and vagina sex, like not just eggs and sperm <laughs> sex. That is a lot of words. Have you? Oh, geez. Do you know what bonobos are? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> bonobo. A bonobo is. It looks like an. Okay, it'd either be an orangutan or a chimpanzee. I've got these slightly. Oh yes, yes, in my yes. Head. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Okay. So for the sake of, of argument, let's just say that there's chimpanzees and bonobos. If I have that wrong, sue me. But <laughs> so basically in Africa there's this large river that separates, I believe it's north and south, and on one side of the river there's chimpanzees, and they're very warlike and aggressive. And on the other side of the river, there are bonobos who are actually pretty mellow. Now, the big difference is that bonobos are kept in line by the fact that they are very sexually free Ooh. and they have sex for pleasure. <laughs> and it's oh, fucking love the one you're with. 
with bonobos. Basically, the only sex that doesn't go down is like mother-son. Wow. But that's how they quell the violent urges in the bonobo community is that they're all fucking all the time. See, that makes sense. Because, (laughs) no, no, stick with me on this one. Like, that makes sense because, like... Okay, how many times have you like worked with somebody or met somebody and they're like angry all the time and in your yeah. head you go, you know what, if they could just get laid, they'd probably be a whole lot happier. Right. And then they do and then they are. And you're like, I knew it. You <laughs> they come to work whistling laid. one day. Like, oh, you got some over the weekend. See, now you're nice, right? Or maybe they're like a serial killer and they kill somebody over the weekend and they feel good about themselves. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to say, it's like Jason Siegel's character in um, uh, Dead Man on Campus. Have you ever seen that? Mm, No. Oh, that movie was fucking brilliant. It had Zach from Saved by the Bell, and he was playing a stoner. He was in college. Okay. Oh, God. And their one roommate was, like, totally crazy. And he's like, Zach's talking to him. And that wasn't, you know, whatever his name was in the show. Uh Mark Paul Gossler, right? Mm-hmm. he's talking to him and he's like so you went to a catholic school he's like all boys catholic school he's like jesus you're so horny you've gone mean <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> i can't believe neither of you have ever seen dead man on campus okay that's uh, one that when, you gotta look up that's fucking that hilarious 90s movie uh, oh, yeah okay. i'm just looking it up on imdb it's from 96 it's got that dude from American Werewolf in Paris. I can't think what his name was. Uh, Tom Everett? There you go. His name, oh. Yeah, and Tom Everett Scott. And then there's Mark Paul, Paul Gosler's in it. I have never seen this movie. But, oh, it's uh, so stupidly okay. funny. I guess, I'll have, I guess I'll have to check it out. <laughs> okay, so, so those two end up being roommates, right? And, and was it Tom Everett Scott? Uh-huh. Name? Okay, so he's like the guy who's like super focused on schoolwork, and Zach from Saved by the Bell is like just like the stoner party guy, and he eventually gets the the other guy to like party with him all the time, and then there's schoolwork plummets, and then they find out that they're going to lose their scholarship or something, and then there's like this loophole in the school to where if they have a roommate that commits suicide, they automatically pass all their classes, <laughs> and so they go on this quest to find the most suicidal roommate they can. <laughs> Wow. It's fucking hilarious. Yep, I'm adding this to my list. Oh my word! <laughs> besides, you get to see Zach from Saved by the Bell like hitting like this three foot glass bong and being all proud of it and shit, and it's fucking great. That is awesome. total character yeah. shift, you know. Oh man, this podcast has gone weird places tonight. Oh, very, very <laughs> weird. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. All right. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I wanted to say something else. Now I'm forgetting. Oh, please, because God knows where I'll take it. <laughs> Do you need another beer, Joe? No, I'm good. I'm, I've switched to water. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so did, did anybody pick up anything today on uh, Comic Book Day, New Comic Book Day? Was that today? Well, yeah, I mean, every Wednesday. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. but no. Yeah, I, I got to get there. I'll probably get there on either Friday or Saturday. But for the last two weeks, like last week, I didn't have any books, which was goddamn weird. But then I think yesterday I had like five or so. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to, though, is Southern Bastards. 
that find that book is like hit or miss, like in that it's doesn't really keep a regular schedule. It's a Jason Aaron book. And mm-hmm. okay, I think it takes place in Texas, maybe. But it oh. kind of focuses like around like high school football and this high school football coach is like kind of like this he's kind of like a gangster guy that this town lets get away with all this shit because he keeps winning championships. And uh, so okay. have you ever seen walking tall? Yeah, oh, the rock? With, with the rock. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the very first story arc, <laughs> the very first story arc of Southern bastards, this old guy comes back to town to clear out his father's house. And his father had basically been like the character from walking tall. He was like a sheriff and he used a stick to clean up this town. And apparently he was a real prick because his son chose to go to Vietnam to just get away from his dad and then didn't even show up for his dad's funeral. And then years later, after his uncle died, he goes to go clean out the house and finds out that this town that his dad had cleaned up is overrun by crime again. And this tree that had been growing out of his dad's uh, grave, basically, because after his dad died, they took that stick that he used to clean up the town. They stuck it in his grave. And this tree grew up out of it, and lightning strikes this tree, and all that's left is that stick sticking out of the middle of it. And so this dude takes the stick, and he starts to go clean up the town again. And wow, that's in the first story arc, and I'm not going to give anything away after that, because when you read the very last, I, I believe it's issue five, you, there's a huge what-the-fuck moment where Jason Aaron totally pulls the rug out from under you, and it's... It's an amazing story. And then the whole second story arc focuses on the villain and how he got to be this way that he was, where he was totally obsessed with football, but he was like a weakling. And like he pushed and pushed and like he thought he was going to be able to play in the big game and shit didn't go his way. And that shows how his life turned to crime and everything. And it's an amazing story, but it's only on like issue 19 right now or something. And the book's been out for a few years. Oh, so wow. it, it just, yeah, it just doesn't get released all that often, but man, when it does, it's great. And so there's finally a new one coming out. What's that? Well, sorry. Uh, what was it called again? Is that Southern Bastards? Southern or Bastards. Not? Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It's yeah. an image comic. So, I mean, you're guaranteed a wild ride right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear a lot of people talk about that one. So I think Brian reads that too, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's written by Jason Aaron and art is by Jason Latour and it is it's a it's a top five book of mine. It's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Oh, nice. I didn't realize it was only an issue 19. I, I thought, because it's been out for a while, I thought it was like way deep. I didn't know it was only 19 issues in. Oh, huh. yeah. do they Do they just not release them as often, or it just, it's like See, really big gaps between issues released? It's it's big gaps between issues, and also Jason Aaron, like his big thing that he's been writing Thor for Marvel for a long time now. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. And so I think that that keeps him pretty busy. And then I know he's had some other stuff in his life. Like I, I think his father died recently and, mm. and, you know, he's, he's kind of had some personal tragedies that he's gone through as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's I'll tough, check it know. out there for sure. Yep. It is Southern bastards. 19. Yep. Oh, oh shit. And redneck number nine came out. Yes. Uh, today too. What is that? Fuck yeah. Okay, Redneck is a rad book. That is a Donnie Cates book, and it's about southern vampires, and that one takes place in Texas as well. Oh, it's about nice. like these redneck vampires. And when it first came out, I remember Jordan and I, back when we used to do the comic cast, we were talking about it, 
And I said, man, he's going to have to do something really impressive to make me care about a vampire story. And <laughs> <laughs> he did. Because <laughs> wow, it kind of follows this family. And, I mean, that one is, I think it's just getting into the second story arc right now. And so that book's not too far along, but it's Donny Cates. And Donny Cates is, recently, that dude can do no wrong. Mm. He's he's doing another like, yeah, book I've called, always heard good stuff about yeah. Yeah, have you ever heard of God Country? I heard about it. Yes, yes. I've, I've an, never read it, but I've heard about it. Like I've heard good stuff about that too. Yeah, it's another Texas book. <laughs> well, well, that's interesting. Why is it so many Texas? Is he is he from Texas or something? Or it makes me wonder. I I need to actually do some more research on Donny Cates because he has Donny Cates. Huh. He's got. I mean, shit, man. Maybe three of his books take place in Texas. God Country wow. was one that really blew him up. I think that's like a six-issue miniseries. That, I mean, you can just get online and buy that trade. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, I, like, I might do that then. Yeah, easier. Oh, it's... Okay, so God Country is awesome. It is about this this old guy that has um, Alzheimer's, and everything is slowly slipping away from him, and his son has kind of moved back into the house with him to take care of him. And the guy keeps having these violent outbursts and stuff, and like the the dude's wife is like gonna leave him because she's like, you know, I can't stay here with your dad. He doesn't even know who we are. Mm. And then this tornado hits their house, and in the midst of the tornado, this like sword comes down and like gets drawn to this dad. I believe the main character's name is Emmett. And when he grabs the sword, it brings him back to where he can remember everything. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, and then you come to find out that this sword was made by these by this other race, this king of this other race that like basically destroyed like a whole planet and the sun for this planet just to forge this sword, and the sword like has the souls of every other sword that's ever been. Oh, and so snap. these yeah, and so these gods come back to get the sword back from Emmett and he or Emmett and he doesn't want to give it back. Because if he gives up the sword, then he goes back to not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an incredible story. Uh, that does sound interesting. I might take that out for sure. Then. <laughs> I mean, it's got a, such a great emotional punch to it and uh, lots of cool ups and downs in it. It's, I mean, Donny Cates is great. And right now he's moved over to Marvel to where he's doing Thanos and um, uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, oh cool. nice. Yeah. And... He's also doing another book called Baby Teeth right now, which is basically kind of like a um, Antichrist story, mm-hmm. which yeah, is pretty I'll, interesting. I've heard a lot of people t- talk about Baby Teeth that they that they really like it. <laughs> That's one of those ones where I get it. I'll show the covers to my kids, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Yikes!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of those. Okay. <laughs> I I picked up today. I picked up uh, two number ones. I picked up Days of Hate. And uh, Dissonance—they're both image titles. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Dissonance. Yeah, yeah. It looks really interesting. Um, I just—I flipped through it. I haven't really read it, so. But the artwork is really interesting looking. And then I picked up, you know, Doomsday Clock number three is out. Mm. Uh, I picked up Mindbender number five, Wonder Woman thirty-nine, and Wildstorm eleven. I'm I'm collecting the Wonder Woman issue by issue. Um, oh, nice. the, the the current run it's it's probably the only one I'm collecting like the the, the long term storyline I'm collecting issue by issue, um, and it's really yeah I'm really enjoying it but yeah so I I picked those up today at uh, Midtown Comics. 
So sweet, what is sweet. Mindbender about? <clears throat> Mindbender is a really interesting um, story. Basically, issue one starts out with this kid who um, he's he's young. He go he's at like this fair with his parents. And he's telling his parents, like any kid, like, oh, I, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And parents are like, no, well, you know, we'll get you one thing or whatever. And the kid kind of has a little tantrum, as some kids do. And except when he has a tantrum, he basically causes an explosion, which um, creates a big crater in the ground and kills his parents. And at that point, the kid becomes completely catatonic. And he goes into like this, <clears throat> excuse me, he goes like into this mental institution type thing where he basically stays for the next 10 plus years. And oh, he, wow. he, he remains completely catatonic. And, you know, different doctors have tried to reach him and like tried to talk to him, but he never responds to anybody. And so um, he basically at this point, um, this new doctor is brought in to the to the to the unit and. She kind of reaches out to him, tries to talk to him, and something about her snaps this kid out of it, and he has the ability to travel interdimensionally. And it's it's really out there, and I don't want to give more than that away because there's lots of twists and turns, etc., as there always is in these stories. Um, one of the cool things is when I went to New York Comic Con last year, uh, the I met the author and the artist of Mindbender, and they signed my number one. And um, they were both super cool guys, very very nice. Uh, James Pruitt and and Federico De Luca are write and draw it. All right on. And it's by um, um it's by Scout Comics. Okay, I was just going to ask who the publisher was. Yeah, it's it's you know it's one of those really small companies. You know, Scout doesn't do tons of comics. You know, um. I would say, you know, it's it's five issues in and it comes out, I believe, monthly. So it's not like, you know, you've got an issue every other week or anything. So, you know, if you wanted to pick up issue one and see if you like it, you know, I, I think you might be interested to kind of see where the story goes. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. And the art is really it's very cosmic looking like that's what I kind of like about it. It's very the art is like really, really beautiful. And um it has like a cosmic feel to the story. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's really neat, actually. I, I kind of picked it up on a whim because um, it looked interesting. And then, you know, when I met the, the author at, at New York Comic Con, he was super nice. And we chatted for like five, ten minutes about his comic. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm going to definitely check out that number one. Yeah, why not? Like, it's not, you know, it's, it, you know, like the, the whole idea of like the number one is like, you just kind of get into the story, et cetera, and, and all yeah. that. So, yeah. I, I love reading number ones. They're great. I, I don't, I don't yeah. always carry on with it, but I always try and read it. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to Jordan about this like ages ago uh, about like Marvel and DC comics. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's tons of DC characters that I like and tons of Marvel characters that I like. And yeah, you could pick up. I mean, if you picked up every single issue, I mean, you, you pretty much need to be independently wealthy to read every single comic out there. But yeah. I, I, I would rather spend my money on like an image comic number one to see if it's good than to kind of pick up 
an established character that everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather give somebody that I have no, haven't heard from before or a new character a, a, a go and see what it see where it goes. Yeah, I know DC's got a crop of of new number ones that are new characters that are coming out. Um, I haven't read Damage uh, or Damage yet, but that's kind of like the it's almost like a DC take on the Hulk. Hmm. Okay, I haven't really read that either. But I mean, they've got they've got a whole bunch of different ones coming out, and it, it's almost like it's spinning. I don't. I need to read into it more. But at first, I thought it was maybe spinning out of Dark Knight's Metal, but I haven't really seen too much in Metal to <laughs> to indicate any of these characters. So I don't know. But I'm going to read the ones as they come out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I I love. I mean, I will. I mean, you and I are about to jump onto a podcast in March with Brian and Rod about number one comic books. So, um, for sure, like reading number ones, we're, we'll definitely be all about that, especially yeah. in March, starting in March. <laughs> but I mean, I know. I think you talked about it last week. I think you mentioned it on Starcast that uh, about number one comic books. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great idea. Like, why not jump on a number one? See if you like it and then either continue or if not, you've only spent like, what, three ninety nine? It's not yeah. terrible. It's not the end of the world. Nah, you're out, not out much. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that podcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, um, I am too. Like I, I've been kind of out of it. Like I haven't, uh, I went through a period where like I wasn't really going to the comic shop regularly and now I'm, I'm back at it. So uh, and I've I've whittled down my list a lot, like of what I'm I'm gonna be collecting issue to issue, um, because you, I mean you know Joe, it just gets to be too much after a while. Like mm-hmm. yeah, this right? I mean you guys know there's only so much money you have, and there's only so much time you have to read books, and then you know Joe, you've got kids, so you know you've got a family to you know spend time with and stuff. So yeah, your your time is also limited. Uh, of what you can do so yeah i'd rather just focus on like just a couple of series and like the rest i'll I'll get in trade when it comes out yeah um yeah basil's being kind of quiet here he stepped away for a sec (laughs) but he's back back. (laughs) back. Uh, one thing one thing that when it comes to comics like i'm not too um like i i've read a few things here and there but i'm i wasn't i like reading comics I enjoy some of the stuff I've read. My very first thing I read was Civil War, which I really loved. Oh, that's um, a great book. That, that I, is a great book, yeah. I read Batman Hush, which I loved. Yes. Um, and I read the Wolverine Old Man Logan story. Oh, Dude, you've read some book. really excellent books. You've read, like, the, you've read the cream of the crop. Like, you really, <laughs> yeah. have, have you read Ed Brubaker's Winter Soldier? No. That's a good one. Dude, is it? pick it up. You... Dude, you will thank me. Pick it up and read it because you want to talk about Ed Brubaker and I, I don't know who drew that one. I so I don't I'm not even gonna pretend I know, but like I, I know Ed Brubaker wrote it. The artist concept of Bucky, like his his down to the metal arm with the star and the way that his his uh whole outfit looks. They took it from the comic and put it on the screen. Wow. Like it is an exact copy. And that book, I mean, obviously they, they do different stuff, you know, from the book to the movie. It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But if you pick up the book and you can get 
get it in a trade of the Winter Soldier story, it is an absolutely great story from start to finish. And the the art is gorgeous. It's a great Captain America story. I think you would really enjoy it. What is it called again? Sorry, what was it? The Winter Soldier, just like the movie title. Just, okay, just okay. The Winter by, Soldier. Ed, Ed Brubaker is the Ed, author. And the, Steve the Epting. Oh, sorry. Who was, who was the artist? Steve Epting. There you go. Okay, cool. When, when did that, this come out? Oh, a, a while ago. This was is, it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, it came out before Civil War comic even came out. As oh, okay. Okay, know. so it's been a while. It's been out a while. Um, so when, when Marvel decided to adapt that oh. to the second Captain America movie, um, it was, I mean, it, what, it was a brilliant idea because, you know, they, they updated Bucky's storyline from being a young kid to being, um, to being Captain America's contemporary, like the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really made the story work better for film. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, just, just pick it up. I, I, yeah, no, I, I definitely it. will now. Yeah. This it's really good. It's really, really good. And especially if you're, if you enjoy, but for me, winter soldier is my absolute favorite Marvel movie. It's my number one. Is it, Marvel really? okay. it is. I, I feel like it's as close to a perfect Marvel movie as you can get. Oh, wow, uh, nice. for me, for me, I'm sure there are people who disagree, but for me, uh, it's pretty much a perfect movie. Um, and, so having watched the movie, then I read the comic, you know, you could appreciate it for each thing for what it is. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's a great story and uh, it's a great story for Bucky, you know, who in the original Captain America run in the 60s, you know, Bucky was this young kid who was like Captain America's sidekick. And, and then, and, you know, they they changed his storyline around and made him Cap's friend and that they were the same age, et cetera. And it, it just it brings a whole nother dimension, a whole nother level to the Captain America story. Nice, nice. That's awesome. I definitely will check it out. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies, too. Like, they did something <sighs> really okay. special with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love a good spy movie. And, you know, w- Winter Soldier definitely has that spy movie feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got Robert Redford, which, I mean, come on. Like, Robert <laughs> Redford yeah. in a Marvel movie? Uh, he plays the – spoilers, he plays the bad guy. You know, Unheard of. You haven't seen Winter Soldier up until now. I don't know what you've been doing. But, uh, it, yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a great spy movie, but it's also an intimate story of two best friends. Uh-huh. I, I just – I mean, oh, God. And Chris uh, Evans, of course, is in it, so – well, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. I mean, I oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, maybe uh, you should just like, we should make this, um, a podcast just about Chris Evans. No, you do not want to do that. No, 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 because I'll just go on forever. And then I have to, I have to bring Brooke into this then. I was just going to say, I should do a group episode with you and Brooke and Cindy. And you guys can all talk about Chris Evans with hold me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to no, no. You need to talk to Steve Mysell from. Steve's oh yes, cast he did do one of those before you do that because Steve, I am quite sure needed counseling after he had to listen to us. Oh my I totally God. forgot that he had all you on that one. I listened to it too. It That's was funny. Me and Brooke and Cindy and Emily, four women who giggled their way through a Captain America review. 
And and we just kept talking about Chris and the hottie boyfriend machine and the whole yes, nine. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's the official name, by the way. It's the hottie boyfriend machine. The and uh, machine. whoever like. <laughs> whoever you put into that machine, Chris Evans comes out. Like that's how it works. And don't tell me it doesn't work that way. It works that way. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't care what you say. That's how it works. It's science. Um. So <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. You, you you might have to talk to Steve about that. He he might have to give you the name of his therapist. <laughs> nah, Steve got there first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to go back for the trilogy. He, I think he has us all lined up to talk about the trilogy. I kind of feel bad for him because we're just going to giggle our way through two more movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 do you mean trilogy? What what what? So he he's doing um, so Steve from from Scenic Cast ha- one of his channels is called Tied to the MCU, and oh, okay. So he's reviewing all the MCU movies, like starting with, uh, the first one I guess was Iron Man one, and he's going in order, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, up yeah. till up until Homecoming, and I think he I don't know how much further he's going to go. So I signed up to do the Captain America trilogy. Nice. And, and we already did the first movie, and then so then it's still Winter Soldier and Civil War to talk about. So, yeah, nice. two more chances to talk about Chris. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris! So, how stoked are you both to go see Black Panther? Oh my goodness! Oh yes, yeah, so so freaking awesome! Can't wait. I I, I have my tickets for IMAX already. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, mine, I got to wait a little bit because, you know, my brother, is it's a little tough for him going on opening night and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's also one thing that, um, you know, because he has to go in the wheelchair. It's, apparently, it's kind of a big wheelchair. Uh, another thing that's kind of, um, it's a little bit difficult that his wheelchair does make some noise. Like from his, not, not the wheelchair itself, but like the ventilator he's hooked up to. It does make a little bit of noise. So, um, I mean, I know like we shouldn't care about people and everything, but we kind of like to wait at least like a week or two. So there's not that much people, so we can go and people aren't really annoyed that much by his chair. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not it's something that I shouldn't even be thinking about, but it just, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's a little weird or awkward, just a little bit, and people start looking back at us, because, like, we know, like, when there's, like, a silent scene, all you can hear is, like, his breathing ventilator making breathing sounds. So that's why we, we wait, like, at least, like, a week before we go see a movie and everything. That way it just kind of calm down a little bit and we'll go like on a Tuesday where it's not too crazy busy and everything and we'll watch it then. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. On the other yeah. hand though, I mean, God, you'd have to be a real asshole to get pissed about that. And and the, the thing is that nobody's ever gotten pissed, but it's one of those things That's that we're good. like, yeah, it's, not one of, it's one of those things where like, yeah, like you said, you gotta be a real asshole to get pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you just, it's, I don't know. Yeah, save save your movie rage for people who fuck with their phones. Yeah, exactly. People who bring yeah. small children into these movies. Yeah. <laughs> or people uh, who talk during the movie. What? Yeah. I don't understand. Why in the world do you pay? Like, okay, here in New York, a movie ticket. And I'm talking a 2D regular movie, not IMAX, not 3D, not anything special. A regular movie can run you the average about 16, 17 bucks. What? Okay? Yeah. 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 For like a 2D movie in Manhattan, be prepared to drop at least $15. At least. Just for the ticket. Okay. Damn. So I have Movie Pass, thank God. 
Um, but let's say you don't have movie pass and you drop 15 bucks for yourself and then $15 for whoever else is with you. That's a lot of money. And then you going to sit there and mess with your phone and talk and bring your kid who's going to make noise. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, that's just like, that would just be a waste of money. Like Joe, for you to bring your wife and your kids to the, to the movie theater, that's, that's an investment, right? Like you, oh, have yeah. to, it's an investment because you're bringing the kids and you have your wife and yourself. And then of course the kids probably want popcorn and a soda, blah, blah, blah. And you're dropping money. You better believe, I'm sure you tell your kids, like, you better be quiet and you better uh-huh. sit still and you better <laughs> not make noise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's, that's a lot of money you've dropped. And I don't get people who drop money on that and then don't even watch them film. Like. That's huh. crazy to me. But okay, so fifteen bucks for just a regular—is t- that because? Explain to me—is that because just New York is really expensive and movies, or just like a certain theater is really expensive? Or I, I think it's because the rents are so high, the theaters are wow. charging more per ticket. Because I know in other states it's a lot less. But is, um, do you guys have like a specific day where it's like half price off the ticket, or no, you don't have that? Um, if you go to a matinee in most theaters, they will, it's like half off. Um, some theaters will do like, uh, we used to have, we used to have, gosh, ages ago, we used to have a $2 theater in Manhattan and, and they would show movies like after they had left all of the regular theaters, they they would get it. So yeah, we have that here too. Yeah. Like, but that didn't survive very long and that close, I mean, well, it survived for a while, then it closed down. Um, but otherwise, yeah, 15 bucks for a ticket. uh, Yeah. Like here, our, like our normal ticket, you know, no 3d, no nothing is about 10 bucks. And then, like, me and my family will usually go on, on, like, our theater next, close to here, it's a Cinemark. Um, every Tuesday is half price off. Nice. So, we'll, so we'll pay five bucks each, and we'll be, we'll be set there. That's why I'm just like, damn, 15 bucks. Ouch. That's a lot yeah. of, Eddie, I, I, IMAX is in the 20s. IMAX, I think, is, depending oh, yeah. on which theater you go to, it's, like, 24 bucks. Goodness. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I'm telling you, New York is very expensive, and especially if you go to a theater, like, just because of where I work, the theaters in Times Square are the most convenient for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually go to those theaters. But again, if I didn't have movie pass, I'd be dropping 17 and change wow. for a regular 2D movie, never mind an IMAX. Mm-hmm. So the, the movie pass has been like a blessing. So I can like, because I can see a movie and not have to like pay through the nose for it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, when I went and saw The Last Jedi, I went at like a, geez, it was super early. It was like a seven o'clock showing or something like that. And I think the ticket was only $6 because it was that early. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's nice. See, that's why I told on my my post, I said, I'll take y'all to a movie date because it's so cheap. Why not? <laughs> yeah. In no, New I mean, York? No, nah, I'm sorry, homie. You, you're, you're paying for yourself. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it's, it, it gets expensive and it's just absolutely ridiculous, but... I mean, everything here in New York is expensive. So now, when Brian came over here, he had something for his job, and um, I went and took him to see to see Civil War because it just now came out. So I know we, had, and that was like the first time I went to a movie. It, it was a really interesting movie theater. It had like curtains in the front, and the oh. curtains open up when it's time to see a movie, and it's a huge theater. Oh, that's oh, wow. like an old school theater. Yeah, yeah, but I think most I paid like for me and him both were like it was less than twenty bucks though. That's so that's so nice. 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was really fun to hang out with. That's a, a, he's really different. <laughs> Joe, have you ever met Brian face to face? No, not face to face. I know, I know you have, right, Rebecca? I mean, you've seen him last year at C two E two. Yeah, we met. He's really he's a different. He's not, yeah, I love the guy, but he's not what you expect when you <laughs> when you see him. Like that's <laughs> not the guy from Pop Culture Lifter who's yelling and cussing and he's all mad. Like he's a really <laughs> sweet guy. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let that secret out though. I think oh, no. probably <laughs> hard to keep that a secret. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of funny because me and Dan discussed the same thing when Dan came over. It's like, yeah, he's not the same one from PCL. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Huh. Um, we could probably get into the zone of wrapping this up. We just hit the three hour mark. Oh, wow. Really? Fast. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's what happens when I'm around? Here. Just saying. When I'm around, this happens. <laughs> yeah, but, Joe, dude, seriously, dude, it's been a blast, man. Like I said, I had, I had fun talking to you guys the first time, being on a podcast, all good times, dude. And, I'm, dude, I'm ready for whenever next time you want an extra guest, you want to talk about something, dude, hit me up, and I'm down anytime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank um, and thank both of you for you know taking the time out of your schedules to do it. This is this has been great, and it's been a weird podcast. So I tell you that <laughs> roller coasters, roller coasters of emotions, of different subjects. Of we cried, we laughed. You know, it was a. I learned about hermit crabs. I, yes. oh, how weird is that? I learned how, how is it? Have sex. I mean, what else? Is the, forget the Discovery Channel. <laughs> How is it that I got 36 episodes deep on this and I never brought up hermit crabs before? Because <laughs> you needed the right audience, man, which was me and Rebecca. <laughs> we care about That's hermit funny. crab lives, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in a secret organization for the revolution and the freedom of hermit crabs nationwide. <laughs> I'm not joining any secret crab society. No, thank you. <laughs> it just has a negative connotation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you sure? You get an all-you-can-eat lobster thing at Red Lobster. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, no, no, on a real talk, dude, it's been a blast. Dude. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. It was fun tonight. It really was. It was great, man. And uh, yeah, it was it was very cool to have you on for your first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Dude, everybody, like, I talked to Brian today. I was telling him, I don't know if I told you, but yeah, he was very surprised too. It was funny. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, same right thing for on. you, Rebecca. If you ever need an extra guy talking about anything, let me know. Oh, I for sure will. I have to have you on Lola one of these days. That yeah. would be great. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, we can probably just wrap it up there. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to plug into your podcast? Uh, I would love to tell everybody to listen to the animated backcast that I do with Paul Hart. Uh, it is our episode by episode review of the 1990s Batman the animated series. Uh, we just did an episode um, and I am blanking on the name of the show of the, of the episode <laughs> that we reviewed, but it is up on iTunes and Stitcher and all that. And actually we are on um, we're on Spotify now, so you can find us on Spotify. Ooh, uh, awesome. I know because we're fancy and um, <laughs> bougie. Yeah, th- bougie. you know it, you <laughs> know it, baby. That's how I roll. So, <laughs> yeah, we, you can listen to me on Animated Backcast. Um, if you watched Marvel's Runaways, 
you could listen to me and Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers talk about each episode on Runaways TV Talk. And uh, that show just wrapped. So if Man, you're looking Brian for... Brian is like on 20 podcasts. I know. I know he <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for like a companion show to Marvel's Runaways, uh, Runaways TV Talk, uh, I would definitely recommend you listen to us as uh, we gave you no comic spoilers on that one. And, um, of course, Ladies of the Leftover Army, that's my baby. I love that show. That's where we talk about women in film, women in TV. Um, and I have all different kinds of guests on, both men and women. And we talk about what uh, women in pop culture have met, meant to different people. Um, and then Joe and I are going to be starting a new show in March, also with Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers and Rod from Turn It Up to 11, uh, number one comic books. That oh, comes awesome. out in yeah, that comes out in March, and um, that that was Brian's idea, and he invited us to be on, and uh, we were talking about it earlier, but we're both super excited as we're going to review uh, number one issues that come out and tell you if you if we think it's worth picking up the next one. So sweet, sweet. that's where you can hear me. Awesome, hell yeah! Well, thank you all very much for listening, and until next time, this has been Starkcast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a run of those too.